Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFA podcast, Christmas Eve 2018. We come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is furious. His AFLX team names were rejected. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, buddy. Merry Christmas to you. We're back together, Adam, in Wayne Jackson Studios. Yes, we're living the dream down here and it's... it's it's disappointing to end on a sour note of the year. You know, we've loved our year in football. It's been a fantastic year. but I can I, see it on your face. I suggest names mm. to the AFL because they're revamping the AFLX, which we've said it's been long due for a revamp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, those, those games we watched last year, I said something needs to change here. Absolutely, yeah. Something needs that? to change. And so they've gone with uh, next year will be four teams all playing on the same day. Yes. Captained by Patrick Dangerfield. Yep. Uh, Nat Fife, Jack Rewalt, and Eddie Bits, right? So they're captaining different teams and they pick the teams themselves. Great spread of players, too, yeah. I reckon. A pool of 100 players, I believe they pick from. A pool of 100 players, what they're going to do, they're going to say, hey, do you want to play AFLX? No. Yeah. Then they're going to call the next guy yeah. until they at least have 100 players. Well, see, the, the way they got the captains is because these guys, they didn't play there last year, right? They didn't play AFLX. None mm. of these guys played. Um, but they said to them, how about. Because we know you love your football. Love and your they football. said, we love football. And, and they said, we know you love your AFLX. They said, we love AFLX too. And Danger, you've never said that the AFL season's too long. No, never. And they said, yeah, we'll do it. And they go, how about if we give you 50 grand? And they went, yeah, okay, we'll really do it. And so that's the love of the game really? and the 50 grand. Is it just 50 grand that they're getting? I think so. I would have thought they'd have to sweeten the deal a bit more than that. For an afternoon's work. Yeah, but I mean, also for kind of, you know, the possibility of getting injured, all that kind of stuff, and extra games. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking fifty grand. If you're Danger, who's getting what? He'd be young, close to a million. I'm, well, I'm yeah, but I'm just saying. I just don't do. You don't do anything for fifty grand. So anyway, they've got these four teams, and they've named the teams, and they've got uh, really cool jumpers. Yes. And I can't. I'm gonna see. That's the thing. I love all four of them, so I want to support all four teams. Yeah, yeah. But on the front of the jumpers to represent the teams, there's the bolts, mm-hmm. which is captained by Patrick Dangerfield. You got the flyers, which is captained by uh, Nat Fife. And then you've got the Rampage, captain by Jack Rewall, mm. and the Deadlies, captain uh, by Eddie Betts. Now, Bolts, Flyers, Rampage, Deadlies, I don't know about those team names. It's a bit too Marvel yeah. Stadium for me. The, the team names that I've gone with are, um, and these are great. Mm-hmm. You would love to support any of these teams. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing them. Bukakis? Okay. <laughs> Come on, the Bukakis! Rolls off the tongue. Exactly. <laughs> and the face. Uh, squibs? The Squibs, okay. Yeah. Made up entirely of? Of squibs of outside players. That's cool. That's it'd, cool. It'd be a really fun team to pick. Yep. You'd be like, get him in there. Because <laughs> you, you've got to make every part of the process exciting. That's kind of fun, though, if they're entirely outside players. Yeah. So they're essentially just standing around the outside while there are two other players from the other team getting the ball. Yeah, they, they need like a, a, a fumble. And that's yeah. the only way like yeah. to roll their way. They need errors, yeah. Yeah. Uh, coached by Scott Camparelli. Um, 
Then the other team name I had I thought would have been great was the Matanis. Oh, of course. Represent your chicken salt. Right in front of us. Yeah. So that way you, you're sitting there and you're like, come on, the Matanis. You go, fuck, I'm hungry. Yep. And then we get those players, keeping the theme, we get those players who have come back from, from the break who have put on a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. We get those players all in the Matani team. Yes. So like um, Jared Pickett from Carlton. And then also imagine their, their Matani Bakaki after the game. That'd hurt your eyes. <laughs> that that motherfucker would sting. And then the last team was the um the cokeheads. Ah, oh, okay. And especially after they've just come back from a preseason, uh, from their off season, In you Vegas. know exactly who they are. So is this uh this team? Does it have uh, maybe ninety eight of the hundred people uh in the team? A lot of them would have. Uh, one or two strikes to their name, <laughs> potentially. That should be fun. Yeah, you got two, two. You have to have two strikes to yes, get in that to team. be in the, the cokeheads. And another, that's another thing. And it's like the doctor. Like everyone goes, I want to have him, and they look to the doctor. He goes, Yeah, you can go. <laughs> you definitely can go, mate. He goes, Hey, hey uh, player X, your B samples back. Out you go. Who wouldn't want to watch that team? Uh, so and gonna, they can play their games uh, like till four in the morning. They're going to do the live draft. They're going to do a draft, almost like a like a schoolyard, kids up against the wall. So that means that a hundred players will be at Marvel Stadium on the day, mm-hmm. and then they pick them live, and then these four teams play each other in a round robin kind of competition. So Is they're that, picking twenty five people for each squad. I think so. Or are people going to get left on the table. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be it? awesome. Yeah, that'd be great if they picked like you know because they think isn't it ten people in AFLX. Ten players? Uh, I can't quite remember the rules, but yeah, I think you're right. Was it seven on the field and three on the bench? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, 25 is a lot. That's a big squad. So people have to be left on the field, on, on, the, on, on the, the bench. But then also, if you're, say, a, a, a Frio player and you come over and you're not picked, you're a bit like, well, this, this is fucked. It's kind of a waste. It made me pay for my flight too. <laughs> and you put me on Tiger. They have a really bad airline. Did you know that? Tiger, terrible airline. I flew them yesterday. Did you? Yeah. No, the day before. I don't think you're doing very well. Yeah, I'm doing very well because I'm frugal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So anyway, it's the revamp for the AFLX. They're boring team names, but um, what, what did you think of the jumper designs? Uh, they are what they are, you know. I don't know. Do kid, are kids going to get behind certain teams? Like, are you going to go and buy a jumper? Well, I guess if you're it's a Geelong to be favorite fan. player, But then if they do it again next year, sure, it's not going to be the same four players. Oh, so you think they're going to they're going to mix it up? You well, go. Well, I, I just want to. I only want to support a Jack Rewalt lead ten. Well, yeah, I don't 10. think I don't think you know uh, Selwood's legacy is going to be three flags with the cats and also the founding captain, the the the, the father figure of the yeah renegades. Are they uh, rampage, mate. Rampage, rampage. idiot. Yeah, sorry. You know Jack Rewalt's the rampage. Yeah. You do this to me every time. <laughs> You're embarrassing. Um, but if I was in town, I might head down. Yeah, Check it okay. out. What um, is it? It was like 15 bucks, I think, last year. Yeah, that's right, because you went to the one in Sydney, didn't I you? I did, yeah. And they, they didn't have the silver balls by that stage, did they? They'd already revamped the revamp. Oh, uh, yeah, I think they would, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it didn't show up on TV. Yes. That was the thing, yes. That was hideous, yeah. Yes, yes. So. That was the thing that got me really angry. Yeah. <laughs> Traditional part of the game. No, that is very true. Now, they talk about having 10-point goals again, but do they make any reference to them being Zuper goals? Because wouldn't that be part of the sponsorship? You can't I mean, undo a Zupa. I mean, have a Zupa got not got back on board for the AFLX? I reckon if I was Zupa, I'd probably, I'd probably do it again because <laughs> for the other um, 364 oh. days of the year, you're not really Zupas aren't getting as many mentions. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. No, no, I don't really see too many, uh, you know, Zupa Stadium or anything like that. No, no. This is. I think this is Zupa's best chance. I, I, yeah. If if I was in marketing department at Zupa 
and there shouldn't be a, a conversation about it. It's like, yep. yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, that one person yeah. in the marketing department. <laughs> uh, so, Adam, the uh, let me think. We were here in about mid-November or so. Yes. We talked to draft expert Craig Coombs. Yes. Uh, thank you, Craig. Because t- together... The three of us, mm-hmm. our research. Three of us, yeah. I think we've got about eight out of the ten of the top ten in the draft. Yeah, and I think one of the ones that uh, he missed was, I think, because Sydney got in there and then one got pushed back. So he was very – I think he got in the top 12, I reckon, we, or maybe top 16. Mm-hmm. It was one that, that slid to Richmond late. And so a lot of the football teams are now doing their training camps and the like. Yeah, but it was pretty exciting, the draft. Did you did you enjoy it? Like with the Carlton trading up, giving away their number one pick next year? I'm trying to, to Adelaide. think. I don't think I actually got to see much of it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was following it online because I was at the airport waiting to come back from Sydney. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was following it. And then the, the fact that Carlton traded up is just, that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. they, they rated him so highly, Michael. Yeah, gotcha. Liam Stocker, they wanted him. Mm-hmm. Sauce, mate. He's doing the deals. Mate, he is. He's doing the deals. And I don't know if you watched the videos on the AFL website of in the in the war room when they were doing that. Yeah, sure. Kind of exciting. Do you think so? I really enjoyed it. There are a few I thought they kind of painted the tension a bit more when it's really just a guy, guy at a laptop and then a few other people looking around. As in, I, I thought the Carlton one was good. It didn't have the excitement of the trade period where people were walking into an office with a piece of paper. Yes, no, that, that's pretty good. And seeing facts has been <laughs> And seen. then there was a guy who would stand at the door and then yeah. it was like, what, hit 6.30 or 8.30 or whatever. It's like, he's shutting the door. <laughs> it's so exciting. He's shutting the door. There was a couple of videos that were a bit like the player that they wanted was there. Mm-hmm. And then they just drafted him. Mm-hmm. So that was a little boring. The yep. GWS one. They're like, oh, we're going to take him. Okay. Is he there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get him. Call out the number. Yep. <laughs> Are we all in Make agreement? Sure, yep. <laughs> Make sure we got that on video. Because that's fantastic. Hey, it's a new year next year. And you know what we're going to kick it off with? It's a bloody live show. A bloody live show, Adam. Next year at March 10, Sunday, March 10, at the Comics Lounge in North Melbourne. Yes. We're going to be doing a live show. A bit of a pre, pre-season a preview. Preview. A season preview, we yeah, call it. Yeah, So we've never done one of those before because we've always been at the back end, when at the fun end, but this time... Yeah, we thought we'd give it a crack. And we're going to yeah. have very special guests again, along with many wonderful comedians and football-related persons. Of yes. course, we've got to keep them under wraps yes. right now. Yes, yes. But we, we're going to have tickets available. I'm going to put up the website at about uh, trybooking.com. Uh, you can get them from about 8 p.m. tonight on Christmas Eve. So what Christmas a great Eve. Christmas present for someone if you can supply them with junk time That's a really tickets. good point, yeah. Uh, for a show in March. So March 10th, it's a Labor Day long weekend. So, you know, once you've, uh, you probably see Travis Cloak down at Moomba mm-hmm. and then come down to the live show. Yeah, and then you can get your drink on because it's a uh, Sunday yeah. other. Yep, long so weekend. You go to work. It's going to be fun. So the tickets available, trybooking.com. Uh, get your tickets to that. And of course, uh, up next, we've got a very special guest after the, after the uh, initial part of the junk time this afternoon. Uh, we've got to, we're talking to Jack Frost, former Collingwood player, former Brisbane player. Um, who had to recently retire due to um, a shitload of concussions. Multiple I think concussions, yeah. So has retired at the end of the 2018 season. Yeah, at uh, the age of 26. So we're going to get the lowdown on what it's like to uh, be savagely concussed. It's a really fascinating chat, actually. Really cool chat. Mm, yeah, really nice guy. guy. Yeah. How did you end up uh, securing that interview, Adam? Uh, I had met Jack at the Comics Lounge, which uh-huh. is where we're having our live show, get your tickets to trybooking.com. Um, one night I saw him sitting there and I... Um, Hit him up on Twitter. It was like, was that Jack Frost at the Comic Saints, blah, blah, blah. And so we were just friends from that. And then I hit him up on Twitter just saying, are you around in Melbourne? Because I saw the article written in the age about him retiring and his yep. concussion symptoms and just thought, that'd so, be a great chat for our listeners to hear. So you were sliding into his DMs? Absolutely, mate. Ah, Absolutely. Not, not alone. No, why wouldn't you? He's a lovely man. Training camp's going on, Adam. Pretty full on. What's going on? 
doggies. No, no one's going overseas this year. Yeah, is that maybe a kind of uh, that budget thing where they have to kind of put their overseas trips into their the soft cap? Yeah, their coaching budget or whatever. I just reckon um, maybe they just thought, what benefits are we getting from it? Like it is expensive. But what are you really getting out of it? Like all those years that Collingwood went to, I suppose they got a premiership out of it when Arizona. they went to Arizona. Yeah. And then everyone was like, got to get to altitude, we've got to get to altitude. And then they went, no, nah, we're not doing altitude anymore. Altitude is expensive. Yeah, well, the Hawks went down to South Africa at one stage, I remember that. Yeah, I think Carlton went to Qatar. Okay. To train in 42 degree heat. I'm pretty sure Port Adelaide might have been in... Dubai? <laughs> yeah, I think they went to Dubai last year, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were joking at the time. About? Because that was all they talked about. Port oh, Adelaide yeah. been in Dubai. <laughs> yes. Um, I think some of the Hawthorne players might have done Kokoda again this year. That's, yeah, Clarko did Kokoda again as well. With a few players. That's like yeah. a Hawthorne thing, isn't it? Usually it's the kind of first-year players or the, people, the new people to the club. Imagine you just got drafted and they go, you're going to Kokoda. You're mm. like, what's a Kokoda? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. What do 18-year-olds know about Kokoda these days? I don't, well, that's why, the they, question, that's why do, they're taking them. What do men in their 40s know about Kokoda yeah, yeah. these days? No, that's why they're taking them. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so doggies went off to I can't remember where they went off to, but they oh they went to Torquay. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah, lovely. Went there for a four day training camp. Um, they had a Game of Thrones theme preseason. Awesome. So they went down and they divided themselves into four teams, mm. and uh, they did. So they had four captains. This sounds like AFLX. Well, they did a bit of AFLX because mm. they said they had a draft and picked teams. Oh God. Yeah. Get your own fucking ideas, doggies. So, We've, we've neither of us actually ever watched Game of Thrones. No. So, I don't know. It's the dragons and the the, the, beard, the beardies. The beardies, yeah. And the, the, and the dwarves. The dwarves and the, the nudes. The nudes, yeah. yeah okay. That seems to be my knowledge of Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, and then they did things like uh, treasure hunt. Oh, a digging treasure hunt. A digging treasure hunt. So, basically, someone's hidden shit on the beach. Yeah. So if you're down at Torquay Beach, you're just laying there, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> fucking Liam Pickens over turning you over, digging underneath your towel. To get something, yeah. yeah. So I suppose digging treasure hunt. Does that mean by the fact you maybe got a map, or maybe clues to give away? Oh, what do you reckon they're digging up? What have they hidden? Well, that's what I'm trying to think. What do they have lying around at the Bulldogs so that maybe of value, but you know you, you don't want to lose? Yeah, yeah. That you can you can bury. And when do they bury it? Like, can they bury it the night before? Like, or are they? Do they say to the players, can you all face that way? Face huh? the ocean. I suppose so, yeah. Just do some burying. Well, I, presumably they're hopefully already blindfolded. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Bevo's metal. Well, if they've learned anything from uh, from Adelaide last year, you're mm. definitely blindfolded. You blindfold people instantly. Absolutely. And then they also had relay races. What? This is out of the box. Oh, I it's a pre- pre-season camp or a school camp. I'm yeah, not I'm going to say that the doggies, I'm going to put them as my favourite for the flag next year. Okay. They're doing relay races and they did, uh, it says here, the popular tug of war. They did the popular tug of war. When, when, <laughs> when, it popular? when did it become popular? <laughs> I think the, this article actually just has a few little flowery moments in it. But yeah, the popular tug of war. Have you ever, ever thought to yourself, fuck, I go off tug of war right now. <laughs> yeah, I was doing it yesterday. That's why I'm so tired today. My hands are all burnt from the t- very popular tug of war. If you walk around any city in Australia mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes you see people fire twirling, <laughs> you see people like tightrope walking and you go, what do you fucking ears do? Get your tug of war on. Yeah, sure. What is wrong with you people? One of the great things I love about Melbourne during this Christmas period is mm. walking through the streets of the city and there's so much beautiful tug of war going <laughs> yeah, on. Lots of tugging and lots of warring. People are looking in the windows of Maya just yeah. admiring the, uh, the tug, of war, tug of war display <laughs> this year. <laughs> it's more of a, a tug of war. It's... It's more of a war of tug, isn't it? Technically? 
I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. It's obviously very popular for a reason. Used to be an Olympic sport, tug of war. Is that right? Yeah, way way back. Oh, I'd say we bring it back. That, that's probably where its uh, popularity stemmed from, mm-hmm. being an Olympic sport. Bulldogs 2020, do you think? Mm. The doggies aren't alone going on a camp. Uh, Port Adelaide went on a camp. Some adventures yes, happened they did. to them. And you know what they, they, um, they said? Because one thing they want to do is get players out of their comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. So Port did things like uh, making the draftees uh, rehearse and perform a musical act. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. So they might have done, you know, maybe something from uh, like, would it be from like Book of Mormon or would you go more traditional, you know, like your... Um, what kind of music football is doing? Yeah. Uh, so if it's a musical act, it may even just be, you know, maybe they do like uh, Beyonce's All the, All the Single Ladies or something like that. Something comical that gets a laugh from the boys. I think they'd be a bit of fun, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. would normally do that, but this is great. No, no, they, they look silly in leotards, but yeah. we, we reckon they look funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's guys, it's men... Dressed as women. Dressed in traditionally female attire. Yes. Yes. And that, that is just hysterical. God, I love that stuff. Yeah, and that, that bonds people. Yeah. Because then they can talk about it, you know, the next day. Remember that time when you dressed as, uh, as Amy Winehouse? I do. That was very funny. So they come and do a few numbers and, yeah, yeah a bit of a gong show while on the camp. Yeah. Uh, and then the, another exercise I had was they broke into three groups for a negotiation exercise. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, you know, if um, you want your kids back, <laughs> then you give me... Uh, two grand. Okay. And then they negotiate it from there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Could be a negotiating contract. Maybe they chuck it down. <laughs> you should sit down as like a player manager for each group and you have to negotiate a better contract. That's not bad. Get pickers over there. Yeah, get pickers in there yeah. and try and negotiate with him. Yeah, and he has his own client staring right in front of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know you played here. <laughs> what a quinky. Yeah, you should call me. <laughs> this is unbelievable. And they also had to build a children's... It says here, to building a children's bike from scratch. Now... I don't think saying from scratch is correct. Like, I don't think they're welding. I feel the bike. like I don't think they're vulcanizing the rubber. I feel like that's Kenny Hinkler just getting the thing to do his <laughs> Christmas presents for it. Oh, why are we doing this again? It's like, no, go now. Yeah. <laughs> Build that trampoline yeah. really quickly. <laughs> so, again, I know I said that the doggies were probably my favorite for the mm-hmm. 2019 Premiership, but I'm probably going to have to say Port Adelaide now. You're changing again. Yeah, well, if you can build a bike from scratch, Michael, it's not easy. Like, those spokes are fiddly to get yeah. them all in there, yeah. to get the brakes on there. I don't know who the who the kids' bikes were for. Were they given away or anything? Like, did they sell them? Are they are they making money? Is that going into your soft salary cap? Are you thinking about, like, in that final five minutes of the last quarter in the grand final, and you mm. think, you know, I've gone this far. Yeah. I can make a kid's bike. Yeah, from scratch. I can run another five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that That's why, again, if any bookies are out there, their odds have just wound in. Do you think that's a new thing for uh, the draft interviews? They just say... Put this bike together. From I think scratch. it's at the, com- at the combine. <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got your the, vertical leap, the twenty meter yard race. Yeah, the vertical leap. Yeah, yep. and then it's like put a <laughs> put it together a bike in uh, seven minutes fourteen. Sure, right, okay. And then we got a Millennium Falcon Lego. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what time? You how long? <laughs> so it's all happening. I mean, uh, you know what? Adelaide haven't uh, amazingly have decided not to go anywhere this year. Yeah, they put on a big smiley face. They're just saying, nothing to see here, guys. Nothing mm. to see here. What's that? What's that song we hear repeated in the yeah. background? Um, not Richmond. But they lost Daniel Talia, and it wasn't even at a, a pre-season training camp. No. They lost Daniel Talia for a few months. Um, injured himself in bed. Injured himself in bed. So this is Pikey talking about this. Mm. He said, from what I understand, he said he was lying in bed mm. and he rolled. Mm. Perfect, perfect form. Yep. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like what I hear so far. I can't see okay. how he's going to injure himself from here. And tucked his leg in behind, and it actually got caught. So it was just one of those minor things. 
It's not a minor thing because Daniel Talia is now out for about two or three months. Is it really he, that long? Yeah, yeah, he won't be back to training. He's going to miss the start of the season, oh, I reckon. Oh, dude, what a but way to hang hurt on, let, yourself. Let's just work it out, right? So he's lying in bed. Okay? Yeah, he's lying there. He's lying, lying there. in bed. Right? Lying in bed. And he rolled. Lying in bed alone. Let's make that absolutely clear. Well, it doesn't say whether he's alone. <laughs> well, we'll get to a bit. Okay, yeah. there's a bit of wording here. And he rolled. And he rolled. So he's rolled, right? He ducked and rolled. So he rolled, yeah. and then he tucked his leg in behind. Yeah, he tucked his leg in behind <laughs> what? <laughs> behind what? What's he tucked? You so left he, out a bit of detail there, Parky. So, okay, let, no, I'm just saying, say he's on his back, and he's rolled, he's and rolled. he's put his leg tucked in behind <laughs> himself, and it actually got caught. Got caught. It got caught. You know when you roll, and you tuck your leg? Behind. And it gets caught. <laughs> so let's just say it again. He was lying in bed <laughs> and he rolled and tucked his leg in behind yep. and it actually got caught. Yep. So it was one of those minor things. One of those minor things. <laughs> yeah, you know when your leg gets caught after you roll <laughs> and it tucks. We've all been there, people. Fucking hell. You've got to so be you, careful. So You've got to be careful when you're lying there and you go, you attempt to roll. He's ducking and rolling. He's doing a mad mutter in bed. Um, Poor Daniel Talia. That's, that's bad luck. When you roll and your leg... You tuck your leg and it gets caught in behind. Yeah, sure, but uh, she got um, she got a reprimand for the tribunal for diving. Okay, Sli- sliding. Sorry. See, I don't, I don't. I'm saying he's. By, I'm thinking he's by himself. No, I'm. Well, yeah. Okay. You think? What Do you, you think, think he's making love? It's a love making injury. Is that what you? He's got the old tuck and roll and caught. What? What? In what other world are you lying in bed and you roll and then you got to tuck <laughs> your leg behind? <laughs> All right. And he gets caught. It's common. It's good to know that Daniel, at least we know he's getting some action. He said that we've had guys tweak things, uh, bending over to clean dishwashers. Yeah. Uh, And you've got to remember that we've got fairly finely tuned guys. So they're on the the brink of snapping at any moment. Oh, because they're just such high-twitch fibres that are just ready to go. Yeah, so So they're going to be careful. If you're you're a fat sloth and Mm. you're lying in bed and you tuck and roll... You'll be fine. You're fine. Yeah. You can just get out. But if you're a really, really fit person... Finely tuned. Yeah, if you tuck and roll and get behind... You don't realise what AFL players go through and how every moment is just a living They're in danger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They go to push the button at the traffic light. Fuck. Felt it. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't dislocate my hand. I grabbed the remote control and I pressed a button. Lost my thumb. (laughs) <laughs> uh, cats Yes Had a Geelong, bit of adventure as well mate. So uh, Geelong They were talking Matthew Scarlett Was uh, talking to the media and, uh, It's just good to know what, What's in Scarlett's head But he said um, Geelong very angry That they had the early exit From the finals As you would be And he said uh, You know uh, The players would come back angry Which has made him they, You know what He said they were shitty Oh, okay. Yeah. Well they lost in the first week Next to Against Melbourne Yeah Yes And then they got flogged Last year I think they got Pumped uh, by Sydney as their exit. Uh, they might have gone right, out yeah. straight sets. So he said they came back shitty. Um, and he says, we're, we're a mediocre team. He says, we're no longer a top team. We're mediocre and we've got a lot of hard work to do. And he said, there's no magic dust or formula or magic formula. Well, I think we've seen the videos online. There's, there's a lot of magic dust, dust yeah, going there's around. A, there's a lot of magic dust. <laughs> we've from, seen the emails. There's yeah. magic dust everywhere. Yeah, from extra long players as well. <laughs> and he says, this is, where, this is where it's changed down at Geelong. Mm-hmm. And this is why Geelong is now my... Favourite to win the flag Because <laughs> shit's changed He said uh, Where sessions and drills Were previously capped To a certain time limit Right Because you know you got your, your sports scientists Be like Nah it's too long Yeah because they're finally Finally tuned Finally tuned Yeah anything could happen And he said uh, You know sometimes they We, we could, didn't have it For as long as we want But he says Matthew Scarlett says We did a drill a couple of days ago Hoping it would go for 15 minutes But it went for 30 Whoa they did 15 minutes more. That is a Geelong that has come back shitty and gone, mate, we're, we're fucking throwing it out. We are, we are going to do what it, 
what what we need we're going to do what it takes even if it takes an extra 15 minutes 30 minutes that's like that's like half an episode of game of thrones mm. if i i don't really know if it goes for an hour but i imagine yeah yeah no no it's half that's half an app 30 minutes. They doubled it, Michael. They went from 15 minutes and go, we're just going to fucking run the gauntlet here. And then at 30, they went gauntlet. It's uncharted territory, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You don't know what you're doing there. (laughs) And that's why you just go, fuck Geelong. If you're you're training for up to half an hour, half an hour. If they're going for half an hour, running for half an hour, I'm going to have to jump on board as well. I'm going to have to say Kat's my favourite for this year. I mean, if if they're doing that kind of commitment. That's incredible. Yeah, half an hour of training. Because usually, you know, the coaches probably went, oh, we're at the 17 minutes here. And they're like, mate, don't stop them. Yeah. These blokes want to train. They're shitty. And they turn to the doctor. But they're, they're, fine, they're finely tuned. Careful. You push them any further. Yeah, no, they're going to snap. We're at the, the Next time they're in bed and they tuck and they roll and they get behind, they're yeah. going to fucking snap their knee. Yeah, no, it's not good. Sheesh. Fucking Scotty's taking a chance down there at Mate. the Cats. Yeah, so it's, it's a risky uh, risky model. Mm. But one again, the Geelong, like you said, uncharted waters. They just go, we're going to do this to get back up the top. So, yeah, Geelong, my favourite for 2019 uh, Premiership. Hey, did you spot uh, Natalie Portman down at Melbourne? I did. Why wouldn't she be down there? Why did she go down there? Fucking bandwagoner, isn't she? She is, yeah. yeah. You didn't see her. Yeah, didn't where see was her she in the hard Mark, yards. Yeah, when Mark Neal was coaching. She wasn't <laughs> down there then, was she? She wasn't down there at fucking Canadian Park in the 140-point drubbing. No. The nightmare of that was. Didn't see her then. Yeah, she just fucking shows up and they make a prelim. Just swans in. Yeah. Says, oh, here I am. I've been here all the time. Yeah, yeah I've, fucking I've love the been demons. a member since 2004. What are I you love the about? Melbourne Demons. Yeah, yeah they're fantastic. I've got an MCC membership. I was really against the merger. Yeah. Really against it. Oh, she fought hard. <laughs> she, I remember her standing beside uh, Diamond Joe Goodnick. Uh-huh. She was at the merger match. Yeah. I saw that. She I ran mean, on when Di- Chief kicked 100. Yeah. But only to go and encourage the Melbourne players. Yes, yes. Yeah, she ran the other end of the ground. No, she's very good like that. <laughs> she was great. Um why was she there? Why was she at the... Uh, who did she know? She said she had a, Mel- a friend... In, she was in, in Melbourne, I think, for the, maybe a... I think it was a thing at the NGV. Okay. The gallery. And then she has a friend mm-hmm. who was a Melbourne supporter. Uh-huh. And I think Ted told her about the game. She's like, oh, can we go to a game? They said, oh, the season's over. But we go, can't go down to training. So she went down to training. Fuck, so she, she could have seen... I don't know how long. Melbourne probably only trained for 15 minutes because they're not serious. Yeah, it would be a nightmare if it went for half an hour. Yeah. yeah. So she would have been down there. Did she get photos with any of the players? Well, they actually... I think they whipped up a jump before her uh-huh. uh, with like Portman written on the back. Oh, good, because you know how uh, normal players have numbers, uh, names written on the back, so mm. they should do that for Portman. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think she went down, maybe she got a jumper initially, and then they saw her, and uh, there was a photo of her with Goody, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, and then she went on Ellen's show and she talked a bit about it. Yeah, right. It was kind of funny, because she was talking about how she uh, people saw her in the paper being a Melbourne fan, and then she'd be walking down the street, and people were like, I love you, you know, you're back from Melbourne, and other people were like, you hate me, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird, kind of... Walking down the street and just go walk up to Natalie Portman while she I don't I'll know give her a fucking spray. she's waiting in line at Coles and just be like I fucking hate you Portman yeah you're a dog Portman do you reckon the Melbourne team would be big fans of her work oh do you reckon they'd know her they'd know her from Star Wars oh okay was she in Star Wars she was Star Wars oh yeah here we go yeah of course yep. Yep. No, sorry I'm an adult I haven't watched any of yeah. the, Star, the Star Wars <laughs> let's go through the uh, the, the CV mm. Zoolander mm, AFL players probably watch oh, that oh yeah absolutely because you know what uh, they they love two types of movies they love uh, they love your action mm-hmm. say your diehards mm-hmm. or your you know your sort of your thriller like your Shawshank yeah or they love your comedy like your Anchorman yeah gotcha. so I reckon Zoolander would fit into that you know that realm that realm that world so I reckon they're aware of her from that uh, let me think she's got uh, the other woman the other woman which one is that the other woman Let's I don't that recall up. that but I'm sure Melbourne players oh you know what if if they've if she's come down to support them. Then I reckon she has turned around and gone. Well, I'm going to support 
uh, they've turned around and gone, well, I'm going to support Natalie. Yeah. So they would have watched her back catalogue. Like, yeah. They would have... They probably cut training short to go and watch one of her films. Black Swan, they're probably all across that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no Strings Attached, I think that's Ashlyn, Kush, Ashlyn Kutcher. That sounds like a light-hearted, funny movie. Uh, yeah, I think that's about a couple who are like, yeah, let's hook up, but like no strings attached. And then eventually, obviously, surprise, oh, surprise. Fall for each yeah, other. Yeah, there are strings, and they're it. attached. That's the worst. Um, Thor. Oh, Thor, that'd be across Thor. Yep. Yeah, and... Uh, that's oh, and Jackie. Yeah, it was Jackie. was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, What's Jackie? the year before that. That's a biopic of uh, Jacqueline Kennedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they'd be huge fans. The Melbourne players. They would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been like a bonding session. Mm. What, do you, what movie do you want to go see? There's, yeah, a, new, yeah. there's a new Die Hard out. Now we'll go see. We'll go see Jackie. Yeah. I, I want to know about Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. So anyway, good on her. Good on. Well, I like it. I like it. You don't see any. Uh, there's no famous people going down to Hawthorne's training. Um, let me think. Which is a real shame. Mark Philippoussis. Oh, okay, perhaps. Yeah. You know, uh, Hawthorne, um, they were talking to James Sisley. I love, I love hearing from James Sisley. You've got a soft spot for him, don't you? I do. I really like him. I think he's it's a called good... a swamp. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he said, and it's really tough for him. You understand what it's like to be an AFL footballer. Uh, he said, this has probably been the biggest turnover of players since I've been here. It's, it's exciting. He's excited by it. Yeah, he's fired up for season great. 2019. He said, it's hard introducing each other and meeting each other all in one day. Mm. So we need to get around some of the boys. You've got to get around the boys. But if you haven't met them, how do you get around them? Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And how, how many players would be new to the club? Oh, heck, I don't know. Six? Yeah, maybe. Maybe seven? Yeah. And he can't meet them all in one day. He hasn't got time. He must spend. He's like, got a lot to do, mate. So when Chad Wingard walked into the club, he must have spent like six hours with Wingard. And uh. like... Sis, there's other people to meet. He goes, I can't. I've got to focus on this. Yeah, I haven't got time for that. Yeah. I've got to get, I'm getting around Chad Wingard. Because <laughs> Chad Wingard said that he's been thrown by Melbourne. He said, firstly, it was really cold. Yep, Because like, sure. he came from Adelaide, which mm-hmm. they don't have cold over there. Not it's at all. Cold. Not at all. Never been cold. And he said he's not used to all the, uh, all the bloody E-tags. Really? E-tags are the difference. That's thrown him. He doesn't that's know. That's the thing it, that mate, stands he's, out He's not life. even getting on. He doesn't want to get an E-tag. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not paying for that. Really? That's really interesting, unique. Uh, little, you know, normally when you start like little, little differences between a town, yeah. E-tag usually doesn't come at yeah, the top not, of the list. Yeah, that's not the one I go to. I wouldn't go to Adelaide and go, no, you know. Like, no, 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 E-tags. What's, what's with all these free roads? <laughs> people are like, yes, we do have free roads. Very good observation. It's a very specific local. Yeah. <laughs> and so clearly um, he's never driven in Melbourne or Sydney no, or Brisbane. No. Or does he just avoid toll roads? Has it just been a tight... See, that, that, that's got to come under the collar, doesn't it? The cost of living, like, you don't... If you're in Adelaide, you drive them out for that. free. Mm. So you've got a little bit of extra coin. Yep. <laughs> Whereas if you're in Melbourne, Chad's just gone, well, I know I signed on for a fair bit, but a lot of it's going on bloody, bloody CityLink. I'm dropping seven bucks both ways here, mate. Yeah, this is unbelievable. He goes, I'm, I'm not going on the fucking freeway. Yeah, fuck. Why are you late to training? Mate. I had to go, I'm like, fucking, around. <laughs> I'm not made of money. <laughs> Fucking Al Clarko, you didn't tell me this when you signed me up. <laughs> Do you think that might contribute at some stage to maybe a player go-home factor? Absolutely. Too many tolls? Yeah, too many tolls. Oh, I'm going back to Adelaide. What for? <laughs> well, it's, it's never You can drive in peace. It's not beeping. <laughs> yeah, I, I know where I can drive. I hear this beep. I go, what, I left the boot open? <laughs> I can just drive wherever I want. So I, I do feel for Chad Wingard. I'm sorry about that, Chad. Hey, there are a few membership figures out. Have you got your Carlton membership already? Uh, I... I have bought it. It has not been sent. And oh. it is currently Christmas Eve. And I bought it in time for that to be a Christmas present. For yourself? Yeah. Well, so I can wear my Carlton scarf on Christmas Day. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. Of course. So Richmond are on pace to crack 100,000 again. Shit, man. Oh, I go through a few figures. Like uh, uh, Melbourne clubs, Hawks are about 60, Essendon about 50, 
Geelong about 40. Carlton, 38. Is that all? 38, yeah. So I thought Carlton would have been higher than Geelong, just uh, mainly because, you know, they're a bigger you've club. You've been a pretty awful team for a fair while now. No, I know. I know. It, is a, it is a fair effort to... It is a big waste of money to get that membership. Um, Suns are 5,894. Do you reckon it's that high? Mm. Do you honestly believe that? It's kind of interesting how many people have done that. So here we go. Adelaide have said that they've got 77,000. Okay, wow. Okay, but they have included in their figures, non-financial, digital only, we fly as one members, mm-hmm. a quasi-mailing list which provides no access to games and offers a 10% discount on club merchandise. And they've chucked that into their membership figures. So basically whoever's some... A bunch of dudes a on a list. mailing list. On a mailing list. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, full, full, full members. Oh. What, what do they come to the, get to go to the games? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, Why no. would members no. get to come to games? Yeah, no, they get 10% off but of the fucking merch. Better. They get better yeah. stuff than saying the games. They get 10% off scarves and you're an, beanies. You're an Adelaide member? Oh, yeah. Mate, I love the crows. Oh. Mate, what do you get? I get an email. I tell oh, you yeah, what, what else. It was pretty. I mean, it's. it's well, I get 10% off at the, at the merch store. The waiting list on the mailing list is <laughs> enormous. Yeah. And you, you type in your hotmail and then, you know, yeah. maybe within 12 years, yeah. you might get an email <laughs> telling me about discounts down at the uh, footy park. So, how would they even think of including that? Like, that's fudging the numbers. That you know what, Adelaide, you're a bunch of cheats. Well, it's seventy-seven thousand, right? And mm. then Port Adelaide and forty-two. Now, I imagine Adelaide does have more members, but that discrepancy wouldn't be that enormous. But then also, when they're collecting these figures, yeah, the AFL, I imagine, is collecting these figures, and they go, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah, here's seventy-seven that, that, seventy-seven thousand. That sounds yeah, that, a bit high, Adelaide. Yeah, you've jumped up like thirty. Oh, congratulations! Like, how the <laughs> what's the process here? And like. Oh yeah, we just get a bunch of just a bunch of emails on a mailing list, yeah. and we pretend that's real. Yeah. Go, okay, can we have yeah. the actual figure? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're lying to us. Yeah. And Collingwood refused to hand over the numbers. Yeah. Uh, what are they hiding? Yeah. What? I, I didn't think you could. Why? Why do they want to hide it? Tell me a reason for them to go. Oh no, nah, nah, no way. Well, they, they, we're just taking a survey of all. Well, no. Nah. They dipped down a little bit for 2018, but obviously mm. grand final. You figure they're going to get a, a, a nice little bump. Yeah. yeah. So you figure they'd be on track for a. Probably a record membership for their you would think so. team this year. So what, yeah, I don't know why they're sneaking around. Why they why they're hiding behind the smoke and the shadows in the mirrors? Yeah, that's I don't know, Collingwood. Maybe their mailing list hasn't come through yet. Well, I guess so. Maybe it's Christmas yeah. time. Maybe. maybe they just count cars that drove past the uh, Holden Centre and they're like, "That's a member. <laughs> that's another member." So they're out to like two million. Well, maybe they're waiting for like the end of year crime figures to come in, so they go, oh, yeah. yep, members, <laughs> member, 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 members who can actually attend and aren't on parole." Mitch Robinson's getting into a bit of Fortnite, mate. Excellent. I think footballers and Fortnite is just an untapped market. He is going to join a team, or maybe already has the Chiefs, uh, the Australian team in the fort- in a Fortnite competition. Hang on, he's representing Australia. Well, no, the Australian, the Australian team. I don't know if it's representing representing okay. Australia itself, but that's an it's an Australian team. But if you and I play Fortnite in a team, is that a Fortnite team? Well, I think it's more a competition. So you know, I'm like a well, Stacey, he's joining a professional gambling franchise. Okay, and, and when I hear footballer yep. and professional and gambling, gambling yep. I think a tickety boo. <laughs> <laughs> So he's going to do that because the one thing we need is need more AFL footballers playing video games. And so, does he have to go anywhere? Does it explain like where is this? Com- oh no, because you just play Fortnite wherever you want. But is it in front of a crowd? Is it like an esports competition uh, sort of thing? Details are a bit scarce. I think I don't know That's if he has to go anywhere uh, or he have to. Uh, doesn't really kind of say too much, but he seems to be playing all right. There's a few little videos of him playing playing Fortnite. Oh yeah, 
Have you ever had a look at it? Have you ever played it? I've never played it, no. I've watched on... Is it on Twitch? You can watch people play. Okay. Um, and it's kind of ridiculous. Um, it's interesting because like, a few AFL teams have bought eSports teams. Yeah, well, didn't Essendon just sack their whole eSports team? Did they? Yeah, yeah. What did they do wrong? I think they were shit. Oh, okay. And they just went, you five nerds, you fuck, go, you're gone. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, they're Mitch. Oh, he's got the full chair and everything. The, the gaming chair. Well, it says here, um, Robinson will juggle his burgeoning gaming career next year with his 11th season in the AFL. So, mm-hmm. if it's burgeoning, doesn't he want to, like, can you monetize Fortnite? Like, I know if you get people following you and watching games on, you know, Twitch. I imagine he can, yeah. Um, and if you get into actual competition, there is a bit of money to be made. I mean, Have there been at... any other AFL players lost to video games in previous years? Well, the thing I find interesting is that he's one of the few players now who has represented at the highest level yeah. in two different sports. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I'm pretty much sure that's going to guarantee him a statue at some stage. Yeah. Um, maybe at the front of a JB Hi-Fi, maybe, in the city. <laughs> <laughs> But that's like what you have people like, you know, Craig Bradley, I suppose, you know, playing Sheffield Shield, playing yep. AFL, um, who uh, was it, uh, Keith Miller, I think it is. Did yes. he play footy cricket? Yeah, I think so. And then Mitch Robinson just lost himself number three. Mm. That. Fortnite hero. There's a new rule, Adam. You know, I don't think this game has enough new rules, but uh, fill me in. Yeah, well, they talked a little bit about cutting down on the niggle. The umpires will crack down on oh, the niggle this yes, year. Oh, yes, yes. There's a Toby Green Because we rule. need more whistles. There's the Toby Green rule. I love it. The Toby Green love rule. It. So we remember last year when Toby Green would go up for a mark and do a bit of karate kick at the oh, same time. Kick people in the chest or yeah. the face or the, or the arm. Yeah, yeah, so the AFL has said, yeah, we, we're not allowed to do that anymore. Yep. So the Toby Green rule. So it's, is it a point of pride that you have a rule named after you? Yes. When the reason that rule is named after you is because you were kicking people in the head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't you want that? I think that's fantastic. Yeah, so he's walking around going, hey, yeah, they've got a rule named after me. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, cool. Like Are there it. any other rules that have been brought in because... Is it because specific... you were such a good player that, you know, they had to, like, you know, maybe like the, the centre diamond or like the, you know, oh. you're such a good player that people couldn't combat you and they had to bring actual rules, you know. Yep, yep. Are, you, are you a powerful full forward and people are tugging on you? Yep, like, yep. You know? I get you. No, oh, no, no, it's not that. No, it's because no, it's, um, you're a filthy yeah, cunt. Yeah, I used to, yeah. I used to kick people in yeah, the face for no man. reason. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I love... See... I loved it in the game, and I'm I'm sad that it's going out of the game. That you're not going to be able to kick a person in the face when you're going for the ball anymore. Yeah, because sure. I think that's a draw card. Like you know, they want to take the game into the international what area, if, and if you had a more like UFC where mm-hmm. you can just do whatever. What if they tweak it a little bit? Because Toby Green would kick people in the face and pretend he wasn't trying to kick people in the face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if they tweaked it a little bit that you're allowed to kick people in the face if you if you call it? Well, if, yeah, if you kind of make it clear that you are actually intending to kick a person in the face. So do you have to signal or something? I suppose so, yeah. Maybe call up. Like when the... Um, Face kick. Like in the ruck, the oh, ruck contest, you nominate, nominate yourself. Nominate, yeah. You nominate, you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to kick you. So as the guy's running back with the fly to the ball, <laughs> you go, Face kick. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's legal. And so people know that yeah. you get to kick that guy So when he's face. lying on the ground with uh, blood pouring out, with claret pouring out of his face... Yeah, sure. He goes, mate, I said face kick. Hey, you got warned. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah, so the AFL, they've gone too early. They should have trialled it in the pre-season, but... I think taking that out of the game is too much too soon. It's disappointing. Shall we wrap it up shortly, Adam? We've yeah, let's wrap it up. Football in real life, but also there's a little bit of disturbing news. Now, they may not do it every every year at the uh, Marvel Stadium, the newly mm. named Marvel Stadium, oh, yeah. but next year the AFL draft mm. can't be held at Marvel Stadium just by the fact that... What? A, That's a, disappointing. There's a Jehovah's Witness uh, convention. Great. That has been booked. Fuck, should we go? I'd love one day if I could just book Marvel Stadium. Yeah. 
just call up and go, yeah, I got a function. No, we can book it. How many expecting? Fifty-five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> are there that many Jehovah's Witnesses, or are they fudging the numbers like Adelaide Crows? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, they've included a lot of people on a mailing list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I've, uh, I mean, I hope our Jehovah's Witnesses friends are okay and they're you know having a joyful life and so. But I was just looking around, kind of what they what they get up to. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Jehovah's. Oh, that's a little bit sad, man. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, I'm hope each their own. I hope they're very happy. Yep. Yep. But they don't do Christmas or Easter. Oh, that's disappointing. I didn't know that. They don't observe birthdays. Oh. National holidays. They fucking hate Australia. Do they? <laughs> they hate Australia, though. Fuck. And other celebrations they consider to honour people other than Jesus. So you're not even allowed to, you know... Hang on, so... Barry's retiring after 55 years with the company. Yeah. Oh, you, you won't even acknowledge that? No, I'm not even... Wait, is your name Jesus? No, it's Barry. But see, if they were into Jesus stuff, then why can't they... Why can't they acknowledge Christmas? Um, well, hey, man, I'm just reading off what the internet tells me. The internet is always fucking no, nice. No, I know, I know. Uh, no um, drinking, no dancing. It's footloose all over again. And um, avoid R-rated movies. Is that right? Yeah, they got very It just little... says avoid. So if you can't avoid it, like if you happen to walk into a cinema and one's playing, you're yeah, like, ah. Sure. Oh. There's, there's a lot of Natalie Portman's uh, bio mm-hmm. that they, they can't see. can't watch. That's disappointing. And what about... Because Marvel don't have any R-rated movies, do they? Uh, I doubt it. No. Yes. No. It's a shame. Mm. I'd like to see Thor, you know, potty mouth Thor. Wouldn't that be a better movie? But sure, yeah. But also, but I suppose at Marvel Stadium, if they play Boss Baby again... Yeah. They, our friends, our Jehovah's Witness friends can go. Yeah, okay. okay. No, fair enough. That's, a, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because yeah. there's nothing better than watch a, watching a movie on a big screen from 200, 200 meters away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where, that's where I get my movies from. They have uh, MCG. They've got like a bit of a moonlight cinema. You go and watch a movie at the G. On the screen? On the screen, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because I love it. Yeah, you can sit in the ground and you watch it and you go, look, there's a screen about you know, 70 metres away from me. Or I could just go down, for probably the same price, I could go down to like the movie cinema mm. and it's like three metres from me. Yeah, yeah, and proper sound, not echoing through yeah, an empty stadium. <laughs> Football in real life? Can I hit you with mine? Yeah, sure. So, on the one day, I saw uh, former Collingwood captain Scotty Burns. Was he a captain? Uh, I reckon he was, Yeah, yes. I reckon he was. Yes. I saw him, and he's a uh, Hawthorne assistant coach now. Oh. I saw him down Brunswick Street in Fitzroy, and then the same day, I went to the Standard Hotel. So, I was walking down there, strolling down there. Strat, Ben Stratton. Oh, no way. Yeah. And he had the shaved head, yeah. which was awkward, because I had the Stratton mullet cap on. That's right, yes. Because yeah. I think in the period, um, he shaved it off for charity... I feel like the mullet's gone a bit too soon. I know it's a good deed and stuff, but I was disappointed. We, didn't, we haven't got a chance to say goodbye. Like, do you think it would yeah. do a lap of honour at round one next year or something? I hope he kept it. Yeah. Because Blake Hardwick got rid of his as well. Oh, God, it's a fucking... So you're mulletless down at Hawthorne. So are these, are these hats now collector's items? Are they worth more? Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, we did talk about how mm. when they, they signed the deal, like, we were wondering... Did they go up to Ben and say, hey, mate, you've got to keep yeah, the look mullet after for about us. three or more yeah. years? Yeah, because you, you would look a buffoon. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, walking down with the mullet hat at a game, <laughs> you'd look fine, obviously. It'd be yeah. Incredible. People going, hey, that's a really great look. But yeah. of course, now the mullet's not there. It's embarrassing. You look weird. Yeah, yeah. You look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you look like a yeah. fucking so idiot who paid made... 35 bucks for a fucking mullet hat. Yeah. And Strats has made these people look like fucking <laughs> dickheads. I'd demand my money back. Yeah. I'd be calling out to Strats. 
Fuck yeah. Yeah. Mate, I wouldn't touch his beer. His beer is noble boy. You just go, I'm not drinking that. Out I'd, of, I'd buy a pot and just pour it out. I'm boycotting his DJ sets now. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I, there's no way. Revolver at three in the morning. No, you go there, but you just don't dance. <laughs> you stand there and stare at him. Just eyeball strats. Have headphones on. Listen yeah. to other stuff. <laughs> Listening to very slow music. Ballads. From Clint. Walk past Ty Vickery. Your mate. In a cold supermarket this afternoon. Took a while to rec- realise it was him, bloody tall bastard, uh, with him not pretending to take a mark 400 metres <laughs> off the ball. He had dreadies tied up and over-ear headphones, also wearing a Wimbledon tennis branded T-shirt. Unsure of what he was listening to or what he bought, but he glanced at the liquor land as he left the building, and it was as if he was holding himself back from buying booze on a Monday afternoon. Oh, that's when you get it, though. It's cheaper. I had, a, like uh, fuel. I had a cricketer in real life, actually. Did you? Uh, Thanks for that, Clint. On, uh, what's today? Monday, Saturday. So fly him down from Sydney. Uh, Gilly. Adam Gilchrist. Adam Gilchrist. Probably heading over to Adelaide because he's on the coverage last night in the Big Bash. Yep. Hey. Is he tall? Uh, uh, look, moderate height. How he big looked, are his ears? Um, he looked like actually, he kind of had his head down and was in a hurry. I got the feeling he looked like he didn't want to be recognised. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And you were yelling out, Gilly! I said, Gilly! It's Gilly. Hey, uh, we might as well wrap it up, Adam. We've got Jack Frost interview coming up right now. Yes. Don't forget our live show. The tickets are going to be on sale at 8pm tonight uh, on trybooking.com. Comic Slange, Sunday, March 10. Uh, many wonderful guests are going to be joining us. It's going to be great. But uh, to everyone, thanks for, uh, thanks for another great year, Junk Timers. And um, we appreciate you guys. And we hope you have a great Christmas and a fantastic new year. And I know that I've picked about nine uh, new favourites for the, for the flag. So it's going to be... A, it's going to be a fun 2019. Mm, yeah, and just a warning, guys, out there, okay? If you're going to be kind of going for a training, you know, it's very hot as well, but, mm. like, don't don't push yourself. 15 no. minutes. No more, because you're finally tuned. It's yeah. just, it's dangerous. Yeah. You've got to know your limits. Uh, Jack Frost coming up now. It's a really fascinating chat. We're going to see you later. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Adam, we are joined by a, a very special guest here on Christmas Eve. He played 56 games for both... Collingwood and Brisbane, please mm. welcome Jack Frost. Welcome to Junk Time. Thank you very much. I think I'm only on here because of my name. But, um, yeah, that's no, very aptly here. named. How much uh, shit do you cop for that this time of year? A fair bit. Yeah, every time, especially with buying presents and people, you know, you need to put your name down for, I don't know, deliveries or whatever, and people think I'm taking the piss the whole time. Yeah, like, for all that shit you buy on the dark web. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, no, it's serious. It's my name. We got a guy called uh, Chris Kringle coming through <laughs> after you. He was a ruckman at North in the in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> now we're here. We wanted to. Uh, we got you on because we wanted to talk about your journey and because uh, you, you've had to retire at the age of twenty six because of fourteen concussions. So we want to start. Um, you know, well, let's start at the start if you can remember any of it. Um, so you were drafted to Collingwood. Uh, wrong. No, nah, yeah. You were I remember okay. That, yeah. yeah, you remember that. <laughs> yeah. So now you are uh, in the rookie draft. Yes. So um, does that mean like the Collingwood tell you that they're going to take you in the rookie draft? How does that come about? Like, or did you think you're just going to miss out? Yeah, well, I'd sort of missed out the three years prior because everyone sort of gets drafted. Well, not everyone. Because you're a little older. You're about 21 when you got picked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So I was obviously trying since I was 18, and uh, I reckon if I didn't get um, drafted, then that would probably would have been yep it for me. Yeah. Um, and so where did you play juniors? Played at Ormond, uh, just my local club, yep. and then was at uh, Sandy Dragons in the TAC Cup. Um, I was never any good. I still don't think I was any good my whole career. But <laughs> yeah, played uh, AFL. I think you'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, somehow I made it. Who, um, who are a few of the dudes you might have been playing at the um, TAC with? Uh, I was with Jared Lyons, who's uh-huh. just been traded to Brisbane. Yep. Um, Tom Nichols. 
Ben Jacobs, to name a few. But yep. Like you, like you mentioned, my memory's not that great yeah, anymore, yep. so that's about all i got for you. Anyone tell you up? In the, were you a backman in the juniors? Yeah, I played back pretty much my whole life, okay. except for one game. I played as a forward and kicked six goals, and that was that was it, unfortunately. And they didn't keep you there after no, six? No, they didn't, but anyway. It's disappointing. Anyone tell you up in juniors? Everyone, mate. <laughs> Everyone did. That's why I'm surprised I made it. <laughs> and so did the teams uh, talk to you pre-draft, or did you have a sense that you might get picked up? Um, not really. And like I said, the usual process is 18-year-olds always get interviews with clubs and stuff like that. I yeah. never had any. Okay. Um, never had yeah. any of that. So I had. A, I think the Pies... Um, I actually grew up with Derek Hine, who's a recruiter of who recruited at the Pies. Yeah. Um, with, I went to school with one of his sons. Yeah. Um, so I knew their family quite well, and I think that sort of personal connection helped a little bit. And um, he spoke to me briefly, but, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't a you're going to get picked up sort of thing. Yep. So I had a small inkling, but I was I just didn't get my hopes up because I'd had them shattered the last three years. So we've had a recruiter, former recruiter for Portalade, Craig Coombs, on the show a few times, mm. and he he talks about you know going to the games and parents looking over his shoulder at the notes and stuff like that. Are you yeah. are you, pre- are you aware of recruiters at the game? Um, Do you feel oh I kicked that on the full? That's not going to be the good. <laughs> it's happened to me a fair bit. Well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. You know that they're there and you sort of have an awareness and if you're playing sort of representative footy, yep. they, the coaches are always saying, you know, there's people you're watching. Um, so you know that they're there, but once you start playing, it's you just don't really think about it, I suppose. I never did anyway. I'm, I don't know about anyone else, but it's sort of, yeah, was at the back of your mind. Yeah, okay. And so, so when you don't get drafted, is there something, um, is there someone that tells you this is the best way to sort of stay in the AFL sort of, you know, in their thoughts? Yeah, I, so I played. I went to um, Williamstown in the VFL, okay, because um, they were affiliated with the Bulldogs. Yep, who I did a week of training with uh, when I was eighteen, mm-hmm. I think. Um, What's that like to go to a, a seniors club? You know, a VFL <laughs> team. It's very daunting. Yeah, that- I still remember. I had this. There was this one training drill we did where I was against Barry Hall, Wilminson, oh, Jesus, um, and one of their other ruckmen at the time. Yeah, and it's this, it was this little sumo circle, probably a meter in diameter, and. Because I was tall, they'd yep. go on, you're in that group. I'm like, sweet, no worries, I'll yep. push him out. And I think I was with Barry Hall, and I lasted about a millisecond in the circle, and he just flung me 10 metres away, and I'm going, geez, I'm pretty far off it, I reckon. <laughs> and would that have been Brendan McCartney maybe then? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Any yeah. kind of thoughts about him or any kind of conversations you might have had with him? <laughs> I actually don't know if I spoke to him much, to be honest, while I was there. Um, I was more dealing with the Did recruit. you say to him, what's that weird thing on your nose? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything there, mate. <laughs> I think that's why I didn't talk to him. <laughs> and so what, what do you get out of that week when you're down there? Just an idea of what you've, the level that you've got to go to? Yeah, absolutely. It was just sort of a... Um, it was an eye-opener for me because I was so unfit. Yep. Um, I only had pace on my side, really, and a bit of height, but I was lanky as anything. These guys are huge, and I still remember we did a swimming session one time, um, and I nearly drowned, and they were fine. And I've gone, like the thing with Barry Hall, I've gone, I'm so far off this. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see, and I sort of knew what I needed to do from that point on. Um, but it was a good experience, yeah, definitely. And so then you go to Willie and you're obviously working full-time or are you studying? Like, how difficult is it to sort of be a VFL footballer? Um, yeah, I guess I was at uni yep. um, and I failed it, so... <laughs> and I'm not going back either, so... Um, Medicine can be tough. <laughs> <laughs> a rocket science. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty difficult, I guess, and that's why... 
I didn't do too well at uni, but yep. I'm, I'm a different person now. I've got much more discipline, and back then I just didn't really care that much about anything. So, Do they have high expectations of VFL players in that regard? Like, do they expect you to kind of, you know, they understand you've got to go to uni, have a job. Is it a little bit more lenient? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a lot of guys at VFL do it just because they love playing. Yep. So it's not so much you've got to be the best of the best. The standards are obviously pretty high, yep. and I think they're only getting higher with any sport in general. Um, but no, they didn't expect too much of me, and I was just there because yeah, I sort of was affiliated, affiliated with the Bulldogs at the time, and I knew they were interested. So I wanted to do well, but yep. yeah, there wasn't that much pressure. What is it? Maybe two sessions a week or more than that? Three, I think, uh-huh. from what I, what I can remember. Um, yeah, so it's just training, and I think you do weights every now and then, but it's not that it's not that full on because they realise people work full time and they yep. might not get there till you know five or six o'clock. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. And so then, how did you end up on um, Collingwood's radar? Had you had like a particularly good season in the VFL, and you thought I'm I'm a chance here? Well, what happened was I played. I was in the twos for most of the time. I was in. I was at Willie, but for some, I don't know. Somehow, in the finals each year, I got put in the ones. Yeah. Um, and played on blokes from AFL clubs. And did reasonably well. Um, and Callum Sinclair, who's now at the Swans, he's going to hate me for saying this, but he pretty much got me drafted. I think it was one game where you killed him, towed him up. And, right. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, Callum, but thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> and then that rookie draft day. Yeah, because uh, that happens after the trade period, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it's pretty after late, trade man. after dra- yeah after the normal the national draft. Yeah. Where were you? Where were you hanging out? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not on TV. It's probably not really covered it's probably only really covered on the AFL website I imagine yeah it's just on on the laptop there um yeah actually funny story about it we the family home had um a pipe upstairs had burst yeah and flooded the whole upstairs and dripped all the way down all through the downlights and ruined everything pretty much so we were in this tiny little apartment um I don't even know where it was anymore but everyone was at work apart from mum and I was sitting on the laptop with her just watching it go by and I think she was ready to get disappointed again and yeah. I was pretty close to it and all of a sudden my name popped up and we sort of didn't know what to do. Um, it was really weird because, like I said, I was that was pretty much it for me. If I didn't get drafted then, I was done. But uh, name popped up and got a call straight away. And and who called you? It was Derek. Derek okay, Hine yep. who called me straight away um, and then went to the club, I think, pretty much the next day. And luckily I lived close and got on my gear and met everyone and forgot everyone's name straight away. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it about... Pendy? Pendy? <laughs> yeah, one of, something like that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, what's it like going to Collingwood yeah. for the first time? You know, when they give you all your gear and you're like, I'm walking an AFL into the yeah. walking in the Holden Centre. <laughs> How long before you met Eddie? Uh, he actually called me. I think it might have been either that day or the next day from New York, living yeah, the tough, tough life. Yeah, um, yeah, which was pretty cool. Like. A, it's crazy how quickly things happen. Mm. It was an absolute whirlwind for me. Um, but it was it was so daunting going in there because obviously you got your names like Raspberry and all those <laughs> blokes. Um, Swanee, Heath Shaw, Dale Thomas. And I was never a massive footy fan. Yep. I loved playing it, but I was never a huge supporter. So, But I knew who those guys were. And yeah, I was yeah shell-shocked when I went in there. Yeah. Hey, who did you break for when you were growing up? I went for the Bombers, but when I say I went for them, I just had their jumper. That's pretty much as far as I went. So. Yeah, right, so you're not like a, a footy head as such. Absolutely not. No, never was, never will be. Do you, what's the vibe in the actual club? Are there many people like that? You know, who kind of are doing it a bit like, that's ah, a job. Yeah, I, I still think I'm pretty rare in terms of that sense. There's obviously a couple at every club, yep. but um, most of the guys, you know, love their super coach and talk about it all the time. But now I just I always love video games and... Just enjoyed playing sport and AFL especially. 
Um, but yeah, obviously can't anymore. What so. if you're a, a tagger and you've got a super coach team? Are you like, is that weird? <laughs> you go, well, he's not going to try as hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always wondered that, mate. I've always wondered if you just go, oh, I'll let him, if he's in my team, I'll just let yeah, him have yeah. 36. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So um, what, what is it like, you know, going into the club for the first time? Because you're 21, so you're expected to have a better fitness base than, say, a rookie would be. So do they expect you to play in the ones pretty much straight away? Like, does Bucks give you... Uh, you know, we expect you to be in by round one or is it like an expectation of what you're supposed to be doing? Um, I think for the high draft picks there might be. Yep. But for me, because I was almost one of the last rookie picks, yep. so there was almost no expectations for me. Yeah, and that's it, good. Yeah, it was handy for me. And um, I was, I think the games I played was, I'd obviously worked really hard to get there and everything like that, but I think it was sort of right place, right time. Like a few blokes got injured and I took my opportunity, I guess. And uh, But yeah, I think that's why I would, you know, was did pretty well was because there was no pressure yeah i just didn't have to really think about all that stuff i just played and whatever happened happened and and so it wasn't a round one debut um it was it actually was yeah Yeah, 2013 (laughs) round one versus north melbourne shit that's pretty good at marvel stadium (laughs) excellent (laughs) i wouldn't recommend watching the game though because i was absolutely putrid really what happened was heath shaw pulled out literally two minutes before the game so i was an emergency um my parents were in another state um, and they didn't know whether to come back or not, just in case. And luckily they did. But yeah, I was I was just in the rooms in my in my gear, just happy as Larry. I, I would happily be emergency for the next three years. But um, someone came in and said, "Mate, it's not a good goal, by the way." <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but it, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but someone came in and said, "Mate, put your kid on. Um, you're playing." And I've nearly thrown up. Yeah, um, went wide as a ghost. I think yeah, you can still ask Bucks that. I was freaking out, but. Um, yeah, went out there and did all right. We won, so... You did. You won by 45... Oh, no, you won by... I don't think that information's there, but <laughs> you got nine kicks, two marks, three handballs for a total of 12 disposals. Do you remember who you were on? Uh, I played a bit on Drew Petrie. Oh, yeah. Because um, he was there then. Um, I think Tarrant was actually a forward at that stage as okay, well. Robbie Tarrant, uh, yep. Yeah, so... That was pretty scary. It was about five times my size. Yeah. Well, they both were. So, yeah, pretty scary stuff. What does the Buckley say to you before that? Before you kind of run out, if you, they see you wide as a ghost, what are, what are other players saying to you? Um, well, they didn't even know to be honest. I was yeah. out there, and then all the backmen are going. <laughs> Usually, the sledges like you know yeah. get the record and check who this guy is. Yeah. Like they're literally doing their own teammate yeah. Yeah, on the field, and they've gone, "Where's where's Heath?" No, I don't know. I'm here now. Um, but yeah, but I remember Bucks. We just did like a couple of little handball drills and stuff like that to just try and calm my nerves. But I'm pretty relaxed guy most of the time. But when that happens and it's your first game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty scary. But, yeah, he was good. He just sort of tried to calm me down and it doesn't take much for me to calm down, so I was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, winged it. You get in the song after the game. Are they chucking the <laughs> oh, Gatorade yeah. at you? Do you get the Gatorade Bukaki? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I got the Bukaki. It was with um, <laughs> Lynchy, uh, um, Quinton Lynch, the big Q stick. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam Dwyer. Josh Thomas, actually, because he'd been injured for ages. Okay. And that was the first win he'd had. Um so it was a pretty cool experience. First game, and I, mate, we're just not in my life. Seriously, I just it went from me, you know, happy to be emergency. To, yeah, totally. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. And so, did you stay in the team, or did you come back out because Heater was okay? <laughs> yeah, I was out the next week. Right, right. <laughs> um, came back in. So that was round one. Was out round two. Came back in for round three against Hawthorne. Was putrid. Mm-hmm. Was out for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, so you didn't play again? No, nah, first two in <laughs> yeah, three weeks. Yeah, not that year. I, I injured myself in the VFL. Did my PCL in my right knee, so yep. missed 12 weeks, so that was pretty much it. But yeah, okay. Next year, played every game somehow. 
Is that an operation for your PCL, or was it just rest and... Yeah, it wasn't for me. No, yeah. I think some blokes do, but mine was just rest, so I think that's why it took a little bit longer. They talk a little bit about the loneliness of the people on the injured list. Is there something, is there truth to that? You know, you're kind of doing things by yourself? Yeah, absolutely. There's obviously a rehab group, so there's often, you know, five blokes in there with you, maybe more, depending on what club you're at. But um, it is lonely, and there's a lot of things you've got to do by yourself. And you feel like you're not even part of the list anymore because... Yeah, not, okay. Not, That's interesting. Training. Yeah, you're not training with them. Um, you can't you really help them. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing you can really do when it's... You just become best mates with the sort of rehab coordinator and yep. <laughs> that's about it. And it, it's pretty... Yeah, it can be pretty, I guess, dark at times. And is it hard on yourself? You're just like, I'm, I just want to be back out there. Like, you know, but you've got to be patient. Hmm. Does it kind of teach you something about yourself just to go, well, there's nothing I can do? Yeah. Um, we're, all, like, we're all there because we're competitors and yep. we want to do well and we want to perform. And when you can't, it's extremely frustrating. And some guys deal with it better than others. Um, but I think that's just a natural thing. Like some people just have a longer tolerance with things. Um, but it definitely teaches you things about yourself. Like you need patience, you need resilience, and they're all sort of throwaway words nowadays. But it's true. You need them or else you're not going to go too well. And does Collingwood have a psychologist? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, they did. They definitely did. Um, his name was David Stiff, and he Stiffy. actually... Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, that's, that's a great name for a footy club. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> what would they do with that? <laughs> yeah, I'll go see the boner. Come on, go. Give, give me something to work with. <laughs> and even, even funnier was he played an extra as a, um, one of the Chewbuckers in Star Wars because he was so tall. No way, no really? Shit. Yeah, he was on there and he had... It's funny, he's got a picture of the Chewbacca that he was on the wall, but they all look the same, yeah, so we yeah. don't actually know if he was telling the truth or not. But That's incredible. So he's not that stiff after all. <laughs> um, so we head down to the off-season. Do you go away? Do you go with the boys? Is it a group thing? Is there a... Did you go to Vegas with Swanee? That's what we want to know. <laughs> no, I haven't no. had the pleasure of doing that okay, yet. Yep. Also, I don't really want to because I might die. But yep. um, uh, I never did, and I think when I sort of first got there, the... The off-season trips were sort of becoming a bit more um, controlled. I guess so. Yeah, for, yeah, and like because they were just nuts before that, and obviously some pretty bad things happened, and they always will. But um, I never went on one with the guys, yep. and they, there was never really one that was like a set footy trip. Mm. There was obviously a group of mates who'd go away on holidays, but there was no, um, you know, we're all going here. Uh, I think oh, there was one actually when I first got there, but after that, it was pretty. Sort of everyone just does their own thing. Yeah, okay. I like watching and seeing who goes away with who yeah. and then also the location. So, yeah, you have the people <laughs> who are at Vegas by the pool. Yeah, yeah. And then you have people at the wine, wine area of, Paris, of France or something, you know, <laughs> the kind of the, the, the dichotomies. <laughs> were you at the club when Lockie Keefe and Josh Thomas got busted? Yeah, the bad stakes. For the clambuterol? Yeah. yeah what was, was that, that like, being at the club then? Uh, I mean... You obviously feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is what it is in some ways. Do you, feel ex- do you feel extra guilt for having been the guy who stole it to them? <laughs> <laughs> or for cutting it? I'm supposed to tell him like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's sad for them and it's two years, you know. It's, yeah. But you get all the warnings in the world. Yep. So at the same time, it's sort of like it's your own... Yeah, it's your yeah. own fault in a way. stupid. Uh, but, you know, they're great characters and I love both of them. So yep. it was sad seeing them not being able to... Be around it all for two years. Um, and what, what do they say at the club? Are they like, are you guys fucking idiots or you've got to be careful? Like, do they come and reiterate, don't, don't take them, don't take drugs anymore? Yeah, and they're going to do that forever, I think. But yep. whether or not people listen is a different story. Um, but it's sort of like, at the end of the day, they're adults. 
Yep. Um, and you, there's only so much you can say to them. Like you can't. It's not like you know you shouldn't do this. Like they know they shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But they yeah. Did it anyway. So, um, and I think when you get a penalty like that, it's what else can you do? You know, <laughs> there's no point yelling at them or berating them because they're not playing for yeah, two years. Aware. Yeah, they know exactly what they've done. How often did you get drug tested while you were playing? Um, a fair bit when I was at the Pies, especially. Yeah. <laughs> no one really comes up to Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, they say it was target testing, but I think Swanee was done nearly every week, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and is this post-game or are they coming over to your house? Um, never came to my house. Um, it was more a training during the week they came through. Um, I think maybe twice... I got, actually, once was in the VFL after the grand final that we lost. Um, and then once while I was at the Pies, I think. But, yeah, not that much, to be honest. Yeah. And isn't the idea that you... Is it like you have to pull your pants down to your knees and then you show it up to your chest or something? Is that right? <laughs> well, not technically, but, yeah, there's guys watching. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so confron- get- how weird or confronting is that? Oh, yeah, how do you get- we? <laughs> well, that's just kind of, <laughs> no, you know... What, Adam doesn't watch you? <laughs> no, it's... um with The first one, you probably... It's a bit weird, yeah. but... Um, if you've got stage, stage fright, you're in all sorts. I mean, yeah. there was blokes who didn't go to the tour and couldn't for eight hours. The drug testers had to stay with them at the oh, club until like 10 p.m. You're yeah. not standing there with your dick out for eight hours, are you? <laughs> no. Okay, they'll give you a chance. Because <laughs> yeah, they, they have to kind of uh, screen you, don't they? Like in terms of like, you know, if you go to another room, they follow you. Oh, they follow you everywhere. Yeah, yeah they come into the meetings, they watch your training, they, yeah. Yeah, they can't. They almost don't. You, know, you can't leave their site, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's got to be weird for them, though. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon it's weirder for them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. They just hang out with you for the day. And like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're actually doing the ones who are doing the testing. If they're scientists, they're like essentially their job is like kind of to go and collect urine. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah. hey, I got to watch you wee, and yeah. then oh, thank you. <laughs> that's what I'm after. <laughs> Let me take that. Oh, that's warm. Yeah, <laughs> but the amount of the amount of shit they cop if they're around all day, yeah. it's oh, unrelenting. The poor buggers. But do you get to know them? Like, do you see them that often down the club? Yeah, there's some that, especially in Brisbane, because you're always sort of dealing with the same ones. In yep. Melbourne, there's a lot more clubs, so they probably head to a lot of different clubs. But yeah, you sort of, you do, you do. And there was one who I sort of would say, oh, how you been, mate? Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah. going on while he's watching your piss? It's not a yeah, right. conversation. And he's like, oh, you've shaved your pubes, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun things you've grown, like that. You've grown a little bit. Yeah. Nice work, mate. <laughs> so then the year after, in 2014, you, I believe, were the only person to play all 22 games at Collingwood. Yep. So now you're going, I'm kind of solidifying myself on the list, hey? Yeah, yeah, I f- forgot to do that year and once again, yeah, how have I done this? But um, yeah, no, it was pretty cool. And the fact that I was the only one, and I think that was the reason why I came top eight in the BNF, because no one else really played that many games. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So are you still on a rookie contract at this point? Yeah, I was on rookie contract for three years, which okay. is uh, the maximum you can be on there. But I sort of thought after a year of playing every game and doing pretty well, you yeah. think I'd get off it but no nah, straight back on the next year really yeah yeah and did you have it written into that because i know a lot of players have bonuses for you know top 10 finishes in the bnf did you is that is that a clause that's just standard in every contract or they just didn't expect you to have it <laughs> yeah it, it pretty much and i think they sort of put bigger bonuses in when they definitely don't expect you to get there yeah okay um, so i did have it in there i can't even remember what it was anymore but yeah. um yeah and uh, match payments as well when you're a rookie so yeah, I was doing alright that year. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And so you go into the off season, um, or even during the season. Do they tell you you picked, or do you just assume you are? Oh, I think I definitely didn't, and that's I think the thing with. And when they said you're going to be on the rookie list again, I've gone fucking hell, you know. Yep. I'm de- probably not going to be picked again. Um, and I think there's that greater appreciation for playing when 
each you're week. in and out. Yeah, you, you don't never, know. You never know. Yep, yep. Um, so they don't get comfortable. Yeah, and I, well, there's obviously guys who are always going to be picked. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they don't have much to worry about. But I think that was why preseason was good is because there's not that pressure of selection. You're just literally getting fit. Yep. Um, you're not going to get dropped the next week. But, yeah, it was – yeah, I was never – Certainly. So, is there a point in the day that you find out that you pick? Like, do they ring you, or do you go in and see, you know, your name up on the on the board, the magnets? Yeah, is that how it happens? I think some people do it differently, but it's always pretty late, and especially if you're sort of on the borderline. Yep, uh-huh. you can find out the day of team selection when they put it up on the board. So, some guys find out a bit earlier, and some guys knock down the door of the coach and they say, "Mate, am I playing?" Because yeah, okay, to deal with that sort of anxiety of I need to prepare. For mm. this sort of thing, um, but yeah, I just sort of let it happen and just got told on the Thursday usually. <laughs> and who were the coaching staff at the time? So Bucks has been there for a few years now. Yep. Uh, who has it been? Maybe the backline coach. Uh, it was Ben Hart uh-huh. at the time, um, former Adelaide um, specky taker, mm. as he reminded us every day. <laughs> um, he was probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. He was so good for me. Um, really laid back, and which is sort of matched my the way I went about it. Yep. Uh, there was Robert Harvey. Mm. Um, yep. Oh, bloody hell. This is where my memory comes into play. It's not so great. Um, well, it was Tarkin Lockyer, Anthony Rocco. They were sort of um, the development coaches. Uh, who else there? Forward line coach. Would Could Ben say. Hart be your first stop or is it Bucks? Like, is it kind of that chain of command? Like, is Bucks kind of the at the apex and then the, the, the worker bees below? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, obviously, the head coach has a lot to deal with. they got a lot of people to deal with whereas as the line coaches can sort of break it down they've maybe got you know 10 or 15 Smaller guys group. they have to deal with yeah so I'd and well to be honest well, I got along much better with Hardy because he was sort of chilled out and we just got along really well so I would always go to him that's then, weird because Buck seems like he loves a laugh <laughs> Get him on the podcast. <laughs> well, I reckon he, I reckon he has <laughs> relaxed a little. He bit. has relaxed this year. It was yeah. a whole thing about that year. This yeah. year, yeah. I think he's a lot better. And from what I've heard, there's. Well, I mean, he's still on holidays, isn't he? At the moment. Oh, we don't what? really keep across this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think he might still be away. So, sort of given that, um, I think that's a good sign in itself that he yeah. you know wants to spend time with family rather than just be around footy all the time, which is pretty pretty. Yeah, important. was he pretty intense when you were there? Yeah, he was, and I think he's an intense character. Yep, um, you loves could see his footy. It, yeah, you could see it when he was playing, um, and I think he'll always be like that, but some people just... There's a lot of different personalities at footy clubs. Now, a lot of players say that they don't read the papers. They're like, oh, I never read the papers, I don't listen to SEN or whatever. Did, obviously, you wouldn't have. But are there players, you know, they go, it's just white noise, but it's not, is it? Like, you've got to, you've got to hear some shit. Oh, you can't help it. It's, yeah. Especially in places like Melbourne, and I've heard Adelaide's pretty bad for it. Mm. Um, but you just can't. Get away from it. Yep. Like, I honestly don't know how, you know, the big dogs of the AFL world walk outside their front door. Like, I just don't, they'd get stopped flat out. And then it's not so much that, but it's like your friends have Instagram, read the paper, your family do it. So you're going to hear something one way or another. Yep. Um, so it's, it's unavoidable, pretty much. And what's the talk about social media? We, did you have an active account? So you, you check out people, players talk about, you know, I do a bad kick and then I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get, you know, killed online yeah is that talked about in the club um you do sort of uh like when you fir- like first year players do like an induction camp and they sort of get slight bit of education and then not really to be honest um and so I they think just sort of let you go there's there's a little bit of education around it yeah um but you know as an 18 year old you don't really know a whole lot about anything um in terms of 
that sort of stuff. But the older guys got a bit of a better grasp on, you know, what to put up and what to expect if, you know, you put something up and people are going to be commenting flat out. And obviously, the more followers you have, the more yep. you're going to get commented on. And um, How much shit did you cop online? I actually didn't cop that much, to be honest. That's and good. Like I said, I, I didn't really, like, I never read the paper. Yeah. Cross my heart, I hope to die. I never read the paper. Still don't. Cause, yeah, We've obviously. got a new Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, so I, I never cop that much. And I think it's, it's weird how your personality on, or what comes across on social media as your personality often dictates, I think, what the comments are like. And because I took the piss out of myself flat out, yeah, like, right. I would be the first one to say I had a shit game, I yep. fucked up that kick sort of thing. So then people say, oh, he doesn't, like he's pretty relaxed about it all. So the comments are actually pretty funny. Whereas if you're sort of, I think, really serious all the time on mm. social media, often the comments are going to be a bit more targeted. Yeah, or presenting um, a bit more of a lavish lifestyle or something. Yeah, and they want to... All they want, all the people who are commenting on their negative stuff is they want a reaction. Yeah. So if you're serious and, you know, just you all about footy... Yeah, and yeah. they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, you're, okay. you're just encouraging them to do it. Whereas I'd sort of... If you take the piss out of yourself first, how can anyone else take the piss out of you? know, you've already done it. Yeah. So it's... I think your personality on social media dictates what people say to you. Because I imagine Travis Cloak, when he was at the still at the Pies, he would have copped a shitload of just oh, yeah, absolutely. negative stuff. Did he talk about it? Um, not really. And as a, as a playing group, you don't really... You know, like, especially if you're a rookie, you're not going to go up to Trav and be like, oh, mate, I saw this comment on you. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. I deleted it. Yeah, you're not, it's not going to go down too well. So, search on your name, Trav. There's a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me read it to you. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it, like, you've obviously got mates who you're better better friends with than other blokes and like, you can laugh about and stuff like that. But yep. you're never going to go up to someone and say, mate, I read all this negative shit about you. Yeah, you're just not yeah. going to do it. So it's not something you really talk about. Um, who are some of the people that you're closer to at the club? So you're at the club for two years at this stage. Yep. Who are some of your closer mates? Um, obviously, well, I think Beamsy, because I was at the Pies with him as well, um, had a pretty good relationship with him. Sam Skinner, Marco Paparone, um, a few of the younger guys. And it was such a yeah. random mix of ages at Brisbane. There was a lot of young dudes um, and a few older ones. But I'm a pretty quiet guy, so I don't. it takes me... A long time to sort of make good friends, so I didn't really have too many to be honest. It took me ages at the pies to make friends, but yeah. I reckon you're a good bloke. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Wait till the end of the podcast. So. <laughs> and so the your third year at the pies, how'd you go there? Um, I think I played sort of half the games, yep. the first half of the year, um, and then was in the VFL for the rest of it. Okay, and did you get a sense that you know you were on rocky ground at that point, or do you think you're still pretty safe? Um, no, nah, I think I had a sense. Um, and I'm a realist. Like I, I know that if I played shit, I played shit. If I played well, I played well. So I sort of thought to myself, you know, it's not going as well as it was last year. Yep. Um, but I think that's also because I had that pressure on myself that I played every game. I'm like, I'm doing well. Yep. I'm not a bad player. I've got to keep doing that. And I think sometimes when you start thinking about stuff like that, that's when it starts to go downhill. And who was the fullback that was in your that was taking your spot? Um, so I was competing with. Ben Reid yep. and Nathan Brown. So you didn't have to worry about Ben Reid. He'd do his calf every two weeks. <laughs> well, that's why I played all those games, I reckon, because <laughs> he was out for so long. Yep. Um, but I think in the end it was Brownie who, who took it. Um, and do you feel a, a competitiveness with him in like a, a dislike because he's trying to take your position or are you actually okay with it? Well, it's a hard one because if in your eyes you think you're performing better, yep. 
than them, it's you know it's pretty annoying. But if you know that you're doing poorly and they're playing well in the VFL or whatever, then it's like, oh, it's fair enough, yep, sort of thing. Sense. But there's that's the thing is there's a lot of guys who, in their eyes, are the best thing that's ever happened in the world. So yep. they're always going to take it personally. Whereas you know if you know where you're at, yep, mm-hmm. it's a bit easier to. And do coaches have pets where you're just like, how do they get a fucking game? <laughs> yes, they, they have do. to. Yeah, they have to have <laughs> Absolutely, they? they do. Yeah, um, and I find often that, especially you know, when the like first or high high draft picks, mm-hmm. they want to get games into them. And especially the younger club, it's like you know we may as well pump games into these blokes because you know the older guys are going to be gone soon enough, and we'd rather yeah. have more games than the younger guys. And so it's and if you know you're not. You know, close to winning a flag. Yeah, mm. what, does it, well. what does it matter, sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, so totally. it depends what club it is, but um, yeah, absolutely. There's and this was a period favorite. 2015 was where the feeling was Collingwood were getting further and further away from a flag. Yeah, mm. so they probably had to do something, you know, or get get those games into yeah, into mix it up a little bit. Yeah, it was a it was a weird time, and obviously a couple of years before that, you know, Heath Shaw, Daisy Thomas, um, oh, Aritia Lumumba, they. We're all out the door, so yeah. it was a massive change. And I was actually just talking to my partner in the car about it. How that was so fun that time when those those guys were all around because they took the piss out of everything. Mm. So it's like you're playing footy, but it was fun and there was more to life. But when you get rid of those personalities, it's can be pretty boring <laughs> at times. Yeah, what is it like? A like a, just a week at the club because it's like fucking boring. Like in you know your <laughs> second year, you're enjoying it, you're playing every day, um, you know, playing every week, but. Is it can it be a drag to go back in there and meeting after meeting and Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think some guys who like we spoke about love footy. Yep. You know, that they're fine with talking about footy flat out, but I couldn't stand it. Yeah. No, I hate meetings. I hate talking about it. I'd rather watch ten minutes of vision yep. and get my learnings out of that and then be done with it. Yeah. Um so there's always gonna be, you know, some guys who love it, some guys who absolutely hate it, but I'd say majority of them hate meetings. Mm-hmm. How long would a meeting go for? Oh, it depends if you won or not. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you say you lost badly. Oh, fair, oh hour and a half, a couple of hours sometimes. Yeah. And just looking at, do they try and humiliate you? Like do that with the vision or not so much? Um, I think it's very different nowadays. Um, I think when I first sort of got there, it was more like this person has done this. Yep. Everyone watch it. Yeah, okay. Whereas now it's God, more... that'd be bad. Yeah. And you knew it was coming. Like, yeah. like I said, if you're a realist and you know that you're fucked up, you yeah, know it's yeah. coming and Monday's going, oh God, <laughs> I don't want to come in because I know yeah. I'm just going to cop it. Um, but now it's more based around sort of team stuff and how like, the focuses we've got going into the game, did we do them, that kind of stuff. So. And what about when they, they you like target an opposition player? When, when does that kind of get brought up? Is that when they, you start planning for the next week and they go, this guy, just get in, like James Sicily. They just like get into his head. Yeah. Um, is that a fun conversation? Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's you a, know the dickheads at the other clubs, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. You don't actually know them. Yep. So yep. it's sort of like, what if he's actually a good bloke? Yeah, like, yeah. Like you don't know. And some guys would know them. Um, but it is weird. It's like, like, I never got targeted because I was never good enough. But, yeah. you know, you'd hate to think that you're that week the one who's going to get targeted and you know it's coming and but that's why you do it obviously because it gets in their head and they yeah. can't play very well so yeah it's it's weird it's a weird one just before we get into your exit of Collingwood I wanted to go through just some very simple questions that's okay yep so uh, you come to the club you got a security pass to get in yep uh, do you have an email is it like s for us at Collingwood FC or anything <laughs> no, no? Um, food you get breakfast Yep. Yeah, what time do you get to the club? 
7.30, 8 o'clock? Uh, yeah, usually earlier for me because Punt Road's a pain in the ass. Yep. Or when yep. I was at the pies anyway, yeah. You get breakfast, that's got probably healthy stuff, not bacon and eggs kind of stuff. Crumpets for me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Crumpets. They get your lunch as well? Uh, on the main training days you have, that are, yep. so Monday, Wednesday, Friday sort of thing. So no dinner if you're hanging around late or anything like nah, that? Nah, nah. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and on game day, what are you bringing to the game? Is it just you've joxed? Like it's all the stuff provided at the club? Yeah, well, at the pies, um, shout out to Neilo, the boot starter. Who's boot starter! Absolute, I love absolute, the boot starter. Absolute legend of a bloke. Um, he, if it was a home game, um, he'd bring all the boots. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was an away game, we'd take our own. Um, whereas at Brisbane, take your own everywhere. Yep. Then, hang on. When they do the review and they say we're going to review all the way down to the boot starter, has he ever been properly scrutinised, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, mate. No, okay. it's flying under the yeah, radar. Exactly. Just, the way, just the way he likes it. <laughs> uh, and then also, what was the final one? Um, oh, uh, interactions with Joffa. <laughs> um, Is he training much? Uh, not really. No, just just on the big screen he wants day. to be. Yeah, yep. big Joffa. Yeah. So no kind of, you know, back and forth with him? No. <laughs> Did he give you a call to inspire you? No, he hasn't yet. Still waiting. Do you spend a lot of time with the with the fans? Like when you when they're down the down the club? Yeah, it's uh it's a funny one. You you can mm-hmm. if you want to. But often we'd have training and then we'd go straight into a meeting so yeah, it's kind right. of hard to hang around but if we didn't have anything on there'd, there'd be a few blokes who hung around and got to everyone and okay. there's obviously most of the blokes who go nah better than everyone else I'm going in yeah, yeah. sort of thing which I hated because I loved I mean the reasons I, reasons I play uh, for my family and the fans like I had a pretty good supporter base because like I said I take the piss and yep. don't really take it that seriously but so I'd love getting around and trying to get to everyone if I could. But and there's a couple of guys who did that, but a lot of guys who just sort of go straight off. Mm-hmm. And is it really a nice feeling to uh, first time you see your number on someone's back? Yeah, it's. Uh, I know it's your mum and dad, but still, <laughs> it's, they're still the only ones yeah. who've got it too. <laughs> but that must be a great feeling to be like, yeah, that person is into me. Yeah, it's it's bloody weird, and you sort of, and my family have said it too. And then when they see it, they're just like. Why? <laughs> what, He's a down why? Yeah. It's that kind of support that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have had a more boring number on your back, but um, it is weird. And I think there was a stage at the pies where they sort of had, uh, might have been around Christmas or something, and they had these bags at Coles that had a few players' names on it. Oh yeah. And it was like you Swanee, Brody, Grundy, and somehow I've made it on there. And Mum's gone into Coles and bought every bag that they had because <laughs> she's like, "This is never going to happen again." So I'm going to cherish this moment. And she was right. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> So at the end of that third year, so it's 2015 now. Yep. Uh, oh no, actually, sorry, we'll go into 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so the final year there at Collingwood. So you said you had a bit of an inkling that maybe things might be coming to an end. Yep. Um, what's the process now? Do they call you up on the day after round 22? Or <laughs> um, mine was a very interesting exit interview because that's what everyone has one at the end of the year. So I think in 2016 it was a very similar story. I played sort of half the year and then the, the back end of it was in the VFL. Um, <laughs> my ex interview was weird. I was, you know, I was full of hope. I was like, I love this place. I yep. love, it's close to home. All my mates are around here. I've got some good mates at the club as well. Life's perfect. <laughs> it's Nothing's going to change. It's going pretty well. Um, and I think my ex interview went for about two minutes. Um, Usually they go for about you know twenty thirty minutes and and this was Bucks yeah 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 and this is when Gabby Allen was there for you know thirty seconds which was actually just my interview and then he was out of there really. yeah um and yeah it was just this it was just a weird question and just literally one question and 
that was it. And then trade. What did they ask you? I just so they said, "What do you want to be here?" And I've gone, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you guys yeah, do. And okay. then yeah, that was it. Then I was out, traded. So it was weird. It was very. And weird so did thing. you have a, a say in where you might get traded? Like, did you request Brisbane? Um, yeah, I chose them at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and one thing I'm passionate about is um, like play development and that sort of yep. thing, like watch, like helping young blokes develop, especially because I think you know being on the rookie list and going through that pathway, I think it's a lot more relatable to a lot of blokes. Yep. Um, so that's something I'm passionate about, and that's sort of why I went up to Brisbane because there's a lot of young blokes, and I was like, well, you know, I can do a bit of good here and try and help out. Um, but played two games and didn't go too well for me. <laughs> So you're under Chris Fagan, who's just come in as well. Yep. What was he like? Just um, was he just in comparison to Bucks, just a completely different energy? Uh, yeah, I think because you know he wasn't like Bucks was a freak player. Yep. Uh, not saying Fags wasn't back in his day, but <laughs> back in the forties. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, <laughs> 20s, mate. I love, it. I, I love it when he won a Brownlow. <laughs> um, there was. And obviously the club's a lot different. It's not expected to win the flag the next year or anything. So yep. there was a lot less pressure. Um, and he's he's huge on relationships and you know getting around to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he values that very highly. Um, so that was really good. And he you know we had heaps of meetings with him throughout the year. Everyone did um, just one on ones, which I think was awesome. So he would, yeah he's he's very good like that. And what was it like going from Collingwood, you know, the biggest club in Victoria, mm, you know, bubble. in the yeah, in the bubble, everyone's looking at you. Then you go to Brisbane. What's the transition like? <laughs> no one even knows what AFL is up there. They really Most don't the do that. Nah, it's you sort of everyone just thinks it's rugby. And yeah. even when you say AFL they're like what rugby team? I'm like, nah, it's not worth so it. So you're just completely <laughs> anonymous. Is that is that a weird thing to grasp or you loved it? Um, I loved it. Like I said, I'm a pretty quiet reserved guy, so yep. I didn't mind at all and um, the weather's nice, so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cruisy out there. But even even when I was in Melbourne, I wasn't like that big of a name, so it yep. didn't really matter to me. But I can imagine if you're a Dane Swan and you go from somewhere like Melbourne to Brisbane, like just stark difference, chalk and cheese, really. But for me, it was not much of a big deal. And where uh, where are you training over the, the summer? Like uh, the secure uh, facilities, okay up there? Uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. So that's amazing that the, the clubs aren't on a level playing field. Yeah, they're definitely not. It's, and you know, people can say, "Oh, you you don't complain about it. We just get the job done." Blah blah blah. But it's it's the little things that help. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Little... And we, like, I remember when I first got to Brisbane, we'd travel to three different places during the day, and it's hot. It's really hot, and you're travelling around. I didn't even look, like I had Google Maps up yeah. pretty much. I still get it up in Brisbane because yeah. I've just got bloody no idea where I'm going half the time. But you get there and you go on a, a different gym, a different training ground, then back to the Gabba and it's just a nightmare. So if it was all in one... And they're building a new facility now, yeah. which will make a huge difference. But yeah, it was... You just wrecked just from travelling, getting in the car all the time and yeah, it, was a, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And who were, who were some of the other coaching staff there? At Brisbane? Yeah. Um, so Ben Hudson's there, Dale Tapping, who was actually... Well, he's I, he was my coach at TAC Cup. Yep. Then went to the Pies when I was there, and then went to Brisbane while oh, yeah. I was there. So that was really nice having him there. Hmm. Um, uh, Murray Davis, Jed Adcox there, um, Zane Littlejohn, Paul Henriksen. Um, yeah, mate, memory's no good. But mm-hmm. and when you when you go up there, do Brisbane look after you in terms of getting you a rental place? Like, do they help you out with the transition from Melbourne to Brisbane? Uh, yeah, they helped me move my stuff up there. Yep. Um, and I lived with. 
few of the guys from the team for, okay. for my first month until I found yep. a rental property and then um, yeah, Casma partner moved up in her new role as well. So yeah, they were, they were really good about it, and I think they sort of have to be because it's a pretty big, pretty big move, especially yeah. for the young blokes who are you know eighteen and living out of home for the first time. But mm. I think in that instance, it was a bit easier for me because I was a little bit older. Yeah, adult, yeah. yeah, well, apparently. So <laughs> where are we at with the concussions at this stage in this first year at Brisbane? Um, Had you been concussed at the Pies? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's happened across my whole career. Yep. Um, As a junior. A uh, couple, but nothing, yeah. nothing major. Um, so, uh, when the be- worst one was halfway through my first year there, mm-hmm. um, I think. And the thing is, like, you get head knocks, and what defines a concussion? It's very hard. Like, you might have a little head spin and be like, "Oh, it's just whatever. I'll just keep playing," sort of thing. So, how often do you report them? How often do you just go, "Oh, whatever. I'll just keep playing," sort of thing. It's very hard to define what what actually is one. But do they expect you to report it if you do get a head knock? And, you know, like you say, oh, do you go over and tell them, I was a little bit dizzy there, but I'm fine now? Yeah, they, they do. But, but like I don't. said before, we're all competitors and yep. it, you don't want to... You want to keep anything. that on the hush maybe a little bit. Yeah, and you just sort of want to keep playing. Like, that's what you're there for. You just want to keep playing and keep doing well. But Were you ever jelly-legged from a hit? Um, not so much in the, in the hit, but more after. Really? Like that's, yeah, that's when... So were you ever KO'd? I have been before, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so that year was the one, when the worst one happened and it was it was a pretty like innocuous hit. Like it wasn't a massive KO or anything like that. It wasn't flattened to the ground, but um, I felt reasonably good after the game, but it just kept going downhill really quickly. Um, and what are your symptoms? Like what are you feeling? Do you have a headache? Yeah, headaches. Um, my vision was, I mean, that's why I've got glasses now because vision was no good and still isn't that great either. Um, you got, you're wearing glasses from head knocks. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you sort of don't really understand how bad it is until you see all these things that are the flow-on effects from it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah headaches. I felt like I was in a, in a washing machine for a long time every time I woke up. So, And I know there's a few people who are going to listen to this and think, I've always wondered what it was like to be in a washing machine. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. It's horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Um, so I had that. I couldn't – like. I was very sensitive to light and sound. Um so it was a pretty dark place there for a while and I still get headaches now but um, I'm a lot better and my personality changed as well I became absolute asshole because um, I had no patience I was just grumpy at everything and yep. it was bad it was really bad and so you can't train when you obviously you can't train when you feel like that yeah it's, so you're frustrated oh yeah absolutely and it's not like a like you get a corky you know there's an exact process yep. you have to ice it for a couple of days yep. get a bit of movement into it and it'll be alright with the head knocks it's like every day is just see how you're feeling have you iced your brain? <laughs> I've tried mate <laughs> brain freeze didn't help that yeah. help that much so it's really just rest is the only solution yeah it's just rest and you know each day you try and do a bit of exercise but the worst bit is when you well not the worst bit one of the bad things is as soon as you exercise and your heart rate goes up the headaches just get so much worse it feels yeah. like your head's going to blow off your shoulders so you just you literally every day you have to keep trying and you you get out of bed which would take a lot of effort because like I said I felt like throwing up the whole time and then you wow. go, go for a walk and your heart rate would go up and you'd feel sick again you're like well just try again tomorrow go back to bed for the net for the whole day so it was and how long are these symptoms uh, ongoing for well that one um that I like I didn't go into the club for two months because I couldn't yeah. I just I literally the only thing I could do was get out of bed and even that was hard sometimes so 
Um, that was bad. So that was a long time. Two months. Yeah, and then I sort of only just started. So I missed the whole year. The year was a write-off yep. after that, um, and then I only sort of became. I started to feel a little bit better towards the start of pre-season. Um, so in the off-season, I did a little bit of training, but not much. And then when pre-season came around, I sort of got back into it. So it took a long time. And so time. you, like, uh, end of the year, you can't go overseas on a holiday or anything like that? Like, could you fly? Uh, you would, I, I didn't wouldn't. even ask. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. didn't even think. It felt so I, shit. Yeah, it was just horrible. And, um, you know, sometimes when, if you've got a cold and you fly, like, your, yeah. your nose blocks up and you get that pain behind your eyes. I was having that anyway so it's like i probably shouldn't <laughs> and are they they doing like mris on your brain yeah they i had a lot of scans and i saw a lot of specialists and everything so there was yeah yeah a lot of follow-up on it can you see a lot from the scans like do they go this is the bit that's you know causing you the trauma um not really because a concussion is if it's a small one or a big one yep. it's still bleeding on the brain it's just like a bruise i guess is that what it is bleeding on the brain yeah so it's it's like a a bruise on your body but it's just on your brain yep. and obviously brain's a lot more important than getting a corky or whatever but yeah um, yeah so a lot of scans and they could say you know it's definitely different to the last time mm-hmm. you got one when you were fine and this is the area that it's sort of happening so yeah pretty scary stuff yeah so alright so you've, you've that's in the in the background now you've come through you're feeling okay in pre-season you start playing again so yep back at 2017 so you yep. played two games in that Against Essendon and St Kilda. Yep. Oh had... wait, sorry, I'm completely wrong. 2017 was when the really bad. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, sorry, yeah. 2018 is the, is the final year now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was obviously, like I said, you just want to keep playing, you want to push on, and that's all you've known for your whole career. So Were I don't... you playing through symptoms though. Were you like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push through here. Yeah, we're well, looking back on it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe this is just what life is like for everyone. So I just, yeah. yep. just dealt with it. Um. Maybe everyone's in a washing machine. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? No, that's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. You sort of It's hard to define between what's normal and what's not yep. when you get to that stage. And because every time we go in, they say, oh, how are you feeling? How's your head? And I'm like, oh, a little bit cloudy, but maybe everyone feels that way. You yeah. just don't know what's normal anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, I did a – my preseason was sort of limited. Like, I didn't do any contact um, up until after Christmas and then got into contact and stuff and felt pretty good. Were you wearing a helmet? Nah, I wasn't wearing one. Okay. And I spoke to a few people about that and um, some people are all for it and some people say you know, it doesn't actually change it. You're probably not going to get cuts on your head, but yep. your, your brain's still shaking around when you get a hit like that regardless. So, um, And did you yeah. spoke to other players at that stage like Liam Picken or um, Angus Brayshaw? Yeah, I actually spoke to Angus Brayshaw um, about it and it was more just sort of like, how do you deal with it? Yep. And he just he just said to me, he's like, you know, if you're not ready say that yeah because there's no point rushing it um which was good advice because like i said i've you don't know what's normal but if you're not feeling 100 percent, yeah let them know um and are you more more susceptible to it if you've had one concussion does that mean you're a bit more your brain's a bit more fragile i don't think so okay i don't it just depends how long it takes for you to recover i yep. think and that was the issue for me is each one i got took longer and longer to get better and yeah. that's when they started going maybe you know it's it's not that great. So I don't think it's, you're more susceptible to get one, but I think the recovery is it's a lot, lot longer. longer. And are you starting to go, why me? Why, like, why am I such the unlucky one? Or Oh, uh, not really. I mean, okay. I think it's a contact sport and yep. feel like that's going to happen. Like people do their ACLs and can never play again. There's just, it's just different things and you sort of know what you're signing up for. Yeah. Like it was, it's always a chance for everyone. Um, so now I don't really think like that. And obviously it was pretty sad when 
you know, I got told I couldn't do any ever again, but you know, life so goes you, on. You took one last knock and <laughs> you said you just ran off the ground and were like, that's fucking, this that's is it. good. September 1, my birthday. Was it? One final knock. What a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just I was just going for a ground ball and um, my head, I don't even know where it hit on the other bloke's body, but it was hip or something like that. And I had a, um, like a big cut on my head. It was bleeding pretty bad and I couldn't really see properly. And like, I didn't get knocked out, but... I felt like shit, and I'm just going fucking. I knew at that moment that that could be it for me. Um, so I was pretty like I just yeah I just ran off and couldn't see properly, so I didn't really know where I was running. I think I ran to the opposition's bench, not mine, but um, just sat down and I think everyone knew because because the seniors had finished. Yep. There were a lot of older coaches were there watching us, and um, all the players were there, and yeah, I think everyone sort of had a had a feeling that that could be it, and I was yeah pretty upset on the bench and just. Head and hands going, what can you do? Mm. <laughs> and so you knew, i got to retire, I can't keep doing this. Well, I didn't know, but it was pretty bad. Yep. And I've gone, you know, I can't, I don't know if I can keep doing this to myself, to my family. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty hard moment, I guess. So are you pulling the pin or is the doctor pulling the pin? Well, it's, it's a tough one because like I've said before, it's you want to keep going. You yeah. just want to, you're full of hope if you're, you know, competitive in the slightest. Yep. It's like, I'm always going to get better. I'm always going to be fine. Um, and like I said, I saw a lot of specialists and they said, look, mate, you probably probably shouldn't do it anymore. And they're not going to say it for you. They're not going to say... Yeah, right. So ultimately, it's your decision. Yeah, but with professional advice. Yeah. You know, I've, yeah, I just can't do it anymore. And what's your ongoing care like from Brisbane now that... So when did you officially decide to retire? Um, it was... Probably a couple of months after that. Like, yep. there was a lot of, um, like I said, after that game, source specialists did a lot of tests, yep. scans, all that kind of stuff. So, it took a couple of months before um, it came to that. Oh, I can't remember the exact date, but yeah, a couple of months after that game, I guess. And are you know. calling Chris Fagan or something like that to tell them? Yeah. I actually, I didn't because it was such, like, I was still feeling pretty bad. Yeah. And, and I was dealing with, like, David Noble and those sort of guys and Fagers obviously it was around the draft as well so there was a lot going on for the AFL world um, so it all sort of happened and he knew about it but I spoke to him after yep. after it all happened and spoke to the people from the club about it so yeah um, but the ongoing care is really good I mean now with the AFLPA um, in their CBA they have to get looked after for 18 months regardless but okay. um, the specialist said in the next couple of years I should be fine so that's how long the care is going to go on for. Yeah, great. Um, and obviously, the AFLPA, you get looked after yep. for life if you have issues from footy. Okay. Um, yeah. So, it's yeah, it's the care is really good. And how are you feeling as of like right now? Yeah, I feel really good. Um, like I said, I still get headaches every now and then, Yep. Um, which is annoying, but that's, I feel a lot better than I used to. My personality is back to what, well, close to what it used to be. Yep, um, uh, I'm starting to remember more and more things, which is... Actually, really weird. So you did forget things. Like oh you... yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kaz, my partner would be like, "Oh, do you remember when we did this?" And I'm like, "I don't." Yeah. I wow. Don't. And the I like she would have to remind me and say, "Go through the details of it," and I'd hear a detail that I'd remembered, and yep. I'd be like, "Now I remember the whole thing." But um, yeah, there were parts of my life that were just gone. Um, what a great excuse! <laughs> you said you're going to mow lawns. I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> Does it impact things like, you know, don't drink too much? Yeah, can you drink? Oh, 
they have never they haven't said anything about it. Yeah. But I try to limit it. Mm. Um, I mean, not like I have an issue with it, but yeah. um, you know, there's times where I just go, it's not worth it. Like if I go to a gathering or whatever, I'm just like, nah. and the th- I have noticed actually, if I have a little bit, I feel shit for about a week, which obviously isn't normal unless you're having a bender, which <laughs> yeah. isn't the case. But things like that definitely affect me more now than they ever used to. So I yeah, I hardly ever drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I reckon there's a bit of hope by the fact... I don't know if you're familiar with a guy called Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> but in Rocky 5, he had to retire because of concussions. Is that Rocky 6? Right. He was back fighting. He was back. So I, I reckon you're going to be coming back to the lines at some stage. <laughs> and then there's Muhammad Ali who... Uh, yeah, did. didn't go well for him. <laughs> yeah, well no. <laughs> so what's your, uh, what's your future now? Like, uh, Do you want to be a coach or anything like that or do you just want to be away from footy? Uh, like I said, I'm not a massive footy guy. Yep. Um, and that's not ruling out coaching because, like I said, I love, you know, helping people. Yep. And I think if I was to coach, it would be a younger age group. Yeah. Because that's what I really enjoy doing. But I haven't had my weekends for as long as I can remember. So I'm looking forward to having them back um, and spending a lot more time with Kaz because it was, it was really hard. Like I wasn't, like I said, I was an absolute asshole and yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go outside. So. It was pretty rough on us, and I think I'm just looking forward to having my weekends back and spending quality time with my mates and Kaz and my family and stuff yep. like that. So, are you going to stay in Brisbane? Yeah, yeah, for you know the foreseeable future. Yep. Like, uh, like I said, I'm probably going to do that sort of play development stuff um, and work with the Lions, and it's good because they know my the history of it all. Like yeah. if I was to go into a normal job and one day I'm feeling like crap. Um, even if I loved what I'm doing, they'd go, you know, shit work ethic, doesn't want to be here sort totally, of thing. But yeah. they understand. So if that happens, it'll be, it's all right. Like they get it and they go, yeah, just go home for the day. Cause it's, that's a really good way to get out of shitty work. Seems happen on Fridays and Mondays. <laughs> I'm going to run out and get hit by a car. Concussion. Concussion. Well, that's essentially like a positive, hopeful future. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really excited about it, um, and footy was awesome, and I met some great people and had some great experiences through it, but I am, now that I've sort of wrapped my head around the fact that I'm never going to be able to do it again, yep. I am really excited about the next part of my life. Um, yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we might wrap, wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming. I just have one more question before we head off. Um, can you just give us a list of all the players that do cocaine in the <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a list of the ones that don't. <laughs> Well, Jack, thank you. Thanks so much so for your much, time, Jack. mate. No, really no worries. It. Thanks for having me, fellas. And, uh, yeah, good luck with the future, buddy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.